You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. here but we are have no fear the sports entertainers are here i am the heel the seal the deal the villain the stage chilling the anti-hero of the iwc your boy mr rated r and i'm joined by my tag team partner he's the analysis of the l oh see he's the man that put the honor back in ring of honor he's a straight shooter on twitter and when it comes to wrestling he has a radar from the mean streets of long island uh ryan's mic is on your mic, Mike, Mike, Ryan, Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. Can you? I don't think we can hear him. There you go, there you go, there you go. Here we go, here we go. Nah, I can hear you, I can hear you. Oh, man, jeez. Things that happen when Leo's not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this guy taking Disney cruises when we got shows to do, man. Come on. Uh, yeah, you know what, Leo? You get one of these instantly. And and listen, it's just a it's just a mess. It's just a mess. But uh, shout outs to producer Lou. You know he's filling in for Leo today. Um, we're just kind of going with the motions. But there was no way that we were not going to do a show today. There's too much shit happening, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hey, shout out to Lou. He got us up and running. I mean, look at us. We look great. We're here. We're on camera. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as of this morning, it was just going to be audio, right? You said, but here we are. Uh, we're live and in living color. Yes. I'm not in studio with you, but. So, yeah, Uh, let's uh, uh, peek behind the curtain, if you will. At 4-something in the morning, Friday going into Saturday, Leo hits me up and says, like, I'm going on a Disney cruise line with my family. Here's Lou's number. Talk to him. And I'm like, listen, I love Lou. Lou's a great guy, okay? But I'm like, I'm not going to hit this guy at 4-something in the morning. So, I, I, you know, (laughs) granted, you know, I ended up talking to Lou, and Lou was like, yeah, no problem. I'll come through. So, uh, Lou, thanks for uh, filling in, bro. Uh, Ryan, you had an eventful weekend, week? Yeah, I mean, that's that's to say the least, you know. Um, man, I feel like I got stories for days. I was trying, I was telling you one off air a little bit, but we can get back into it. Uh, yeah, what a crazy freaking week. I mean, WrestleMania weekend is always a crazy week no matter what. But, man, oh, man, I just feel like the things that happen on this trip, it's like, uh, I guess it's not even to really to be believed, you know. It's uh just a crazy, crazy week for me. Well, I can't wait to uh, hear all these stories. You know, I have some minimal stories, too. Not as probably as crazy as yours, but I was also traveling. I was in Chicago. Shout outs to my rest friends, already and Teddy and good brother Sergio. I had a great time in Chicago. Chicago's like my second home at this point. And um, yeah, you know, I, there's some there's some wrestling related stuff that happened in Chicago as well. 
But I definitely do want to talk about your week that was for WrestleMania. But before we get started, just because Leo's not here doesn't mean that we're not going to do this. It's hashtag Rebel Time. All right, two gulps. Let's not waste any time. Ryan, take it away. Tell me how this all started for you last week. Oh, man. Oh, man. Where do I where do I begin? I don't even know. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the first start, hey, first part of this, which is what I was telling you before. Um, so I booked an Airbnb. It was uh, me and eight of my friends. And uh, yeah, the Airbnb turned out not to be in the area that it nor it originally said it was. So the, I had the I had the address and everything like that. But you know, if you ever book on Airbnb, you could see like the map, right? And you could see like a little red dot. It says like, mm-hmm. it says like where mm-hmm. the place is located and stuff like that. Well, this place was not located anywhere near that red dot. Okay. <laughs> so I get there. Well, some of my buddies get there before me. Um, I ask, you know, I, I'm still on the plane. You know, I don't land until hours after they got there. I'm like, how's the place? Like, is it cool? Like, you know, tell me. They're like, yeah, man, like the place inside looks great. But the area outside ain't so great. And I'm just like, eh, whatever, you know. It's not like we're going to be, I'm not I'm not tanning in the backyard, you know. I'm not going to be sitting out there chilling. Um, mostly we're going to be hanging out inside and then we're going to be on the go. So I'm like, eh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Not a big deal. Not a, not a huge ordeal. Uh, I get there, you know, I'm in, the, I'm in my Uber. And, uh, you know, the Uber's turning down the block that the place is on and i'm just like looking i'm like oh yeah i'm like i can see what they mean by the area hold on wait so when you when you looked at the area was your instant thoughts one of these uh lou raise my volumes up oh and there you go was it one of those pretty much pretty okay. much I, I mean i can't even really say that because i the, the Airbnb I had in Dallas last year, it wasn't in the best area either. But, like, I – it was a quiet neighborhood. Like, I it was just, like – I didn't really think anything of it, right? Like, okay. You just don't really think anything of it until the – you know, we spent the night there. Everything was fine until the next morning when I'm taking – uh, you know, so there's eight of us, so we needed four and four. So we needed two Ubers. Um, we were going to Disneyland. And the Uber driver that I got – was just like telling me all the things that go on in the area, you know, the there's shootings, there's stabbings, there's crime. Do you do uh, you they, think they were trying? Do you think your Uber driver was trying to? Um, what do you call those shows, Lou? What is it, Scared Straight or something? Is that what those yeah. shoot? Like you ever seen those like Scared Straight uh, episodes, like shows or whatever? Do you think like the Uber driver, unfortunately, you know, he sees like an outsider, you know, and. You're not from the area, and they're just trying to, like, press you to see kind of, like, what reaction you're going to get, you know, like, yeah. give to the person? Do you think that? I mean, yeah, I did think about that because I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I don't know. She could just be saying all this stuff, and none of it could even be true. You know? Right. I don't know. But then again, why would she go to the lengths and the extremes to really, you know, uh, look out for me and my friends, right? Like, she, she doesn't really have any, like, reason to do that. So I thought, you know, eh, part of me is like, well, she could be exaggerating the whole entire thing. But also another part of me is like, well, if she ain't exaggerating this, then I don't want to be staying here. And this is only like day two, technically day one, because we only we got there late in the day the, the day before. So um, I just I automatically once she was telling me this stuff, I was like, I don't know if we could stay here. Like, I just don't <laughs> know if it's worth taking the chance. Um, but the, the, the entire thing really leaned on the fact of like well can we get a refund for this if we can't get a refund we're just going to stick it out 
Uh, we're going to risk uh, our lives. I thought you were going to say something completely different and say, like, the thing is, are we going to get shot out here? Like, is that going to happen while that we're too. out here? <laughs> that too. Um, I, so, like, if we could get the refund, I'd be like, all right, let's get out of here. So the whole entire, you know, drive to Disneyland, we're on the phone with Airbnb support. And then the whole day we're on there with Airbnb support pretty much. Uh, they can't get a hold of the host. I can't get a hold of the host. Okay, these hosts freaking just like went MIA. I don't understand. When you when you have people in your place, um, you should always be on alert in case they need you, right? I mean, that's what a good host would do. They were nowhere to be found. Um, so basically, we get to the conclusion that Airbnb says they can give us the full refund if they cancel. If they cancel the reservation, we'll get the full refund. It's great. Cancel that shit right now. Problem what, is, was uh, to, was it expensive? Well, how how many? Yeah. What was the group of us? Like, how many people were in this group? So, as of this moment, it was eight. We had two others, uh, stragglers, coming in on Saturday. Okay. So it was going to be ten total, but um, at the time being, it was eight. So yeah, it was it was pretty expensive. Um, you guys would listen. God forbid. God forbid something would have happened. You guys would have managed. You know, whether it's you know against the Bloods or the Crips, you guys would have managed. <laughs> yeah, you know, all of us in our WrestleMania, you know. <laughs> marquee outfits i mean yeah they they wouldn't dare mess with us you yeah. kidding me? come on they'll see the american nightmare cody symbol and they'll run away <laughs> um but yeah so anyways we ended up canceling the reservation got out of there ended up booking a hotel my buddy ryan his dad um gets discounts on marriott hotels coincidentally you ended up in the marriott hotel right across the street from uh crypto.com arena which is uh, formerly known as staples center so obviously arena right there convention center with a superstore right there bars and restaurants right outside and it just how happened to be the hotel that all the wrestlers were staying at here we go here here's right into the lobby and all of a sudden i see the giant the nigerian giant omas standing right in front of me see braun breaker see finn balor see edge see gunther see sheamus see drew see i mean you you name them i saw him Uh, who's who if you will yeah, pretty okay. much everybody outside of like you know like the Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes and stuff like that. Um, any in, any just, interaction at all? Any in, any any conversation? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Um, I did I did get a quick pic with Braun Breaker. Um, he How was, was he? Outside. Um, he was really cool. He was really he, there was no there was like two people out there and I was outside too. I'm like yeah you know what whatever like you know it's it can't hurt. I'm not really like that. I don't really like to ask for pictures, autographs, and things like that. Um, but he was just there with like two others, and I was like, "Yeah, why not?" So he was a cool guy, uh, but nobody else. I didn't ask anybody okay. else for anything. Okay. Yeah, because uh, you know you're 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 a respectful, you know, dude. You know, you're not the type of person to, to like. Be. To be, you, know? you know, you're not the type of person that you know just gonna uh, infiltrate someone's area or like their space or anything like that. You're considerate. No. You're not entitled. Hey, me, me, and me, and uh, my my buddy Ryan and my brother, we were just sitting, <clears throat> we were sitting at a table having some drinks, and literally, like the table right, like I'm I'm sitting like here, like where I'm facing you. Right. I'm on like sitting on a couch right by the bar, and directly right across from me, like you know, is uh, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Omos, MVP. They're all just sitting. Oh, there. the hurt business. It was the hurt business. Yeah, the whole hurt business. They're having food. They're having drinks. Um, having conversation. And I'm just like obviously not staring at them, but like I'm sitting here and like to talk to like my buddy, I have to like turn to talk to him. So like it's just the way the couch was angled. So like mainly I'm, f- I'm facing them. Um, so it was a little, it was like funny to to see them have their own conversations and mm-hmm. see what they, you know, just it's kind of cool to just see like what they do on a normal night, you know, like on a night they're where fucking they fucking human beings. Fun. 
Some yeah, of these right. fucking Lou, some of these fucking pecker heads look at these people like they're fucking animals or like they're an object. I'm like, they're humans, bro. They they have regular oh. lives. One of one of my favorite parts was after Mania, um, on so uh, Saturday night and Sunday night, um, and Monday night actually. So actually, once all the events started, so Friday night with SmackDowns, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, to get back into the hotel after these after these shows, you like there was two security guards at the door, and mm-hmm. you needed to show your hotel key as proof that like you are staying at this hotel. Okay. Because bro, there was a ton of marks outside oh, the, outside no. the, on both sides of the at the front and in the at the rear so you had to show your hotel key and we felt so like like you know like bougie you know like walking in there with our hotel key like yeah we belong here you know we're not we're not these idiots with their encyclopedias and their uh you know their so their so what you're trying to say is you went to the WWE after party that's what you're trying to say Ryan I mean pretty much yeah pretty okay. much okay okay that's cool that's yeah. cool I mean Look. listen you know it happens you know brag or anything but you know listen this is the this is the status that First of all, Lou, let me let me just fill you in real quick, okay? Producer Lou, you know, making his Lucha Outsiders debut. Listen, Ryan, this guy's like, he's a WrestleMania vet. This is what, you're like seventh or eighth WrestleMania? Yeah, it's my seventh. <laughs> okay, this guy, he's hanging out at WWE hotels and this, this, and that. You know what I do when I go to these wrestling events? <laughs> I hang out with the outlaws of the wrestling business at GCW fucking bowling at two something in the morning in vegas that's what i do this guy's class right here <laughs> <laughs> whoa well i mean hey you know holding you to a high standard here no listen you're you're the marquee okay ryan you're the marquee wow, wow that's big that's big listen it's okay listen i look like a degenerate all right this well, I, I look like a baby boy so. yeah you look like a baby boy okay <laughs> so it kind of works out all right so pretty much you know you guys were you guys moved to a hotel so not to backtrack a little bit, but how come you guys didn't just, if you guys kind of had that plug, if you will, for like a hotel, why didn't you originally maybe, hey, let's do like the hotel route instead of, you know, going to Compton for an Airbnb? Uh, we just wanted to all be together, you know. We don't okay. want to be separated from the pack. We thought, you know, we did this last year in Dallas. We had a nice backyard with a pool. Okay. We just, they turned it like into almost like a frat house. And like, it was just fun to all be together and stuff like that. So we just figured, man, let's all just be together instead of splitting up. Um, and yeah, I mean, looking back on it now, if I knew what I knew, I mean, probably should have went this route to begin with. And honestly, uh, future manias, future trips, I'm going to do the same exact thing because, uh, to get a Airbnb with 10 people and get it in the right area, mm-hmm. um, it's not easy, you know, did it once, like I said, last year in Dallas, everything was great. It worked out. Uh, but in Dallas too, like we were very far away from downtown and things like that, so it was kind of a pain. We would have been the same thing with this Airbnb. It was a, uh, it would have been a struggle to get downtown. So everything worked out where it's like we ended up right in the heart of downtown. Like I literally joked to my friends. I said the area, the the hotel that we're in right now, like I said, right across from Crypto. You know, you, yeah, outside the convention center, you see the banners, the WrestleMania banners all over the street poles. You see, uh, you know, wrestlers walking around. Dude, I felt the magic, bro. I, I felt the magic of WrestleMania, like, Look weekend, you know? So, like, it worked out. Like, everything worked out. Like, that was where I we should have been in the first place, mm-hmm. right in the heart of everything. It just felt right. Yeah, it just felt it just felt right. So, um, yeah, looking back, should have done it differently. But, you know, you live and you learn. This whole entire trip, I feel like, was live and you learn. So, uh yeah, it is what it is. We made the best of it. Uh, doesn't look like we're getting our refund from Airbnb now because they said they were going to give us the refund, but now the host is being difficult. Um, so I've been arguing with them ever since I got back. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, it all worked out. So Airbnb is pretty much giving Ollie out one of these. Congratulations. You 
Mainly the host. The uh, host, okay. Yeah, because they're upholding their cancellation policy because they're pissed off. Even though I told them, listen, like, your place is in an inaccurate location, you know? Like, it's just, it's not where it says it is. And they're like, well, Ryan, you know, we gave you the address. And I was like... Yeah, you did, but like I don't know LA, bro. Like you can give me a fucking address. <laughs> and I don't I don't know where I don't know where it's located. I don't know that there's trailer parks in, next to me. I don't know that it's in, close to Compton, you know? Like I'm not looking that that stuff up. So yeah, they're being difficult, but All right. So uh let's uh let's continue with your with your mania trip. All right. So what was like the first, whether it's non-wrestling or, or wrestling related, what was the first thing that you guys did? Like when it comes to like activities, events, did you go here? Where? What? What did you guys do? Yeah, so it was that that first day. Well, I get, yeah, it was mainly the first day because I don't really count the travel day as as the first day because it was late. So yeah, it was Disneyland. We were on our way to Disneyland when that was that. Happened. Um, and well, if, you, if you've been to Disney World before, um, in Orlando, it just doesn't even compare, man. It's it's there's two parks. It's very small. Um. They have a lot of similar things, but it wasn't really anything that crazy or that special. Um, I wouldn't do it again. I have no reason to go back there. Just, I mean, I saw it and it was cool. Um, did a few things. Uh, I only ended up at Disney California Adventure Park. I did not even get to Disneyland, which is like a short walk right next door, because me and uh, my boy Ryan, we had to go back. Once we found out we were getting the refund from the Airbnb and they canceled our reservation, we had to go back to get our stuff. Oh. And move it out immediately mm-hmm. in case the host finds out. And then they're, you know, like, oh, you got to get out. We couldn't just show up at 10 p.m. at night again. Just be like, oh, yeah, we're just moving out now. Right. Like, we had to get out right away if they canceled the reservation. So, uh, oh, my God. My, my friend Ryan, his boss um, for the company he works for, he, she lives out in L.A. This was actually the first time he's ever met her since being employed because of COVID and everything. She, right. she lives out there. Um, she actually drove to the Airbnb. And helped us bring all the stuff out wow. and move it to the hotel. Think about it: eight people, so all every, eight luggages, eight backpacks. Uh, we already went shopping and everything, so we had all groceries. And literally, we made that shit happen in one trip. And if we didn't have her or anybody else that we knew down there with the car, because you couldn't fit all this stuff in an Airbnb, I'm, right? In an Uber, in an, an Uber, Uber. Yeah. yeah, in an Uber. An Uber driver was not going to stand for that shit. Wow, that's a you great, that's a man. great boss, bro. Dude, she was uh, an MVP, man, and and uh, we did it all in one shot because we did not want to come back to this place. You should have seen me squeezed in the back, bro, with all this, all the luggage like surrounding me. Like you could only see my face popping out. It was so funny. I was buried uh, underneath all this shit just mm-hmm. to make it work. But um, so I didn't even get to enjoy Disneyland. So that Thursday was just a giant like freaking disaster. Wow, what a what a mess, what a mess. But at least yeah, you guys was, uh... moved. You guys are fine. You're in a better location. Afterwards, it was all fine. But that Thursday was this giant stress, a giant mess, just not how we wanted to – not how we pictured starting off the trip. But, you know, some things are just meant to be because, like, you even said it, like, just moving to this new hotel now, it was just more convenient for all you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'm a firm believer in everything always ends up working out in the end, man. And uh, it's exactly what happened, man. Everything worked out. So – it was almost like it was like a blessing in disguise that all this stuff happened. Mm-hmm. All right, so tell me, tell me Friday. Friday, I know you 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 started Friday. going to some things. Right? Yeah, Friday morning, uh, you know, got up, got a great hotel breakfast, and oh my god, yeah, that's another thing too. We walk into the into the lounge where it's uh, you know they have like a lounge on like the sixth floor or whatever, which is where the breakfast is. Small little place, and 
you walk in, man, like, Omos is right there, Angelo Dawkins, like, I'm waiting to get eggs, right? Like, there's somebody, like, putting eggs in the thing. Omos is, like, right behind me, bro, and he's, like, it's just, like... A mammoth of a man. Yeah, like, and obviously I ain't saying nothing, man. I think I was wearing some wrestling stuff. I ain't saying anything. And it's just, like, it's so funny, man. Like, they're just all chilling in there. Like, Mm -hmm. I literally... God, if it was any other marks in there, bro, like, they would have been, like, creaming their pants, bro, seeing all that (laughs) shit, you know? Thinking about how many autographs they could have gotten. You know, oh um, my god, it was it was it was funny. So you know, got breakfast, got coffee, things like that. Um, we went to um, Golden Road Brewing Brewing Company. It was a pretty cool brewery, um, about twenty minutes away from where we were staying. Really nice place, nice outdoor area. Got some lunch, got some drinks, um, and then we went to Ring of Honor Supercard. Before you talk about Ring of Honor, I do want to ask you about this um, when it comes to like the L.A. Hollywood, you know, like area, whatever. How bad was the traffic? Yeah, I mean, so compared to, to so okay, so we like we live out here in the East Coast, right? I'm from Jersey. You're from New York. We're very familiar with like New York tri-state traffic. So compared to this, how bad is it in L.A.? Oh, man, L.A. traffic is way worse than New York. I mean, New York, you're like in New York City, you just, you know, it's like the streets are like narrow. Right. You know, like, uh, you know, it's just like it's bound to be traffic. There's street lights, there's, there's people riding bikes. I mean, there's things and no, nobody stops. People walk, you just jaywalk across the street. We're so assholes. Like, At the end of the day, we're just assholes. Yeah, yeah pretty much. But you, you expect that, like in New York. Here, like the freeways, bro, like the, the highways – it's, it's nonstop traffic, no matter what day it is, bro. I mean, you, no matter you, what day it is, no matter what time of the day it is, bumper to bumper. I never really, the only uh, long trip that we took was to go to Disneyland, which is in Anaheim, which is 45 minutes away. Everything else was like no more than like 30 minutes. So like 30 and below. Um, so like the traffic wasn't all that bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, like I said, any time of the day, you need to plan for that shit. We actually, we were at the brewery. We thought, because, you know, all these times, man, like when they say, for these shows, when they say one time, you never know if that's the time that it's like uh, the main card starts or the or the pre-show starts. So I was under the impression that Ring of Honor started at 4 p.m. Because that's what it kept saying on all the graphics, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. I didn't know that there was a whole hour pre-show, bro. So this shit actually started at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we're we're still at this brewery, and it's like three twenty, and uh, Ring of Honor is like a half hour away. Mm-hmm. And we literally like we called the Uber, and the Uber said drop off would be like four ten. Mind you, it's three twenty, and we were like, oh shit, like we're gonna be late to Ring of Honor, like really late by the time we get in there and stuff. And then, like, we find out shortly after that it's like, oh, the pre-show is at 4. So, like, the show starts at 5, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even have to rush. Um, so, like, yeah, things like that. It's like we thought we would have enough time to get there. And, it, you know, it's just you can never really plan. Like, if something says 10 minutes, you always have to add on an extra, like, 15 minutes because you just never know. Just I, I don't know if you got to talk to, like, people that were from the area. But, like, did any of them or did you even hear, like like, I don't know, from, like, an Uber driver or Lyft driver saying, like, because of mania it was even more congested no not even i think it's just like that all the time la is a big city Mm -hmm. um it's always there's always something going on there and uh you know i just feel like it's like that all the time so nobody really specific every time we mention like you know uber drivers they always want to start a conversation with you right so they're like Mm -hmm. oh what are you in town for and stuff as soon as you say WrestleMania, they're like, oh, you know, they start asking questions about it. Oh, I've seen this. I, see the <laughs> I thought they were like, going to say, like, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah, 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 essentially. 
yeah so uh everybody knows what it is uh in that area but um yeah no i just think la is just a big city and it's always like that all right so let's let's get into it. the man that put the honor back in ring of yeah. honor ring of honor supercard talk to me ryan what's, what's your thoughts i'll be honest man i didn't like the show at all wow wow what a and turn of even, events i'm not even just saying that because it's my gimmick to just bury these things Dude, I was bored to tears at this show. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's... uh, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. I mean, I love wrestling, but I just... <laughs> I guess I just really don't give a shit. Um, Vikingo and Commander... And I said on the show, uh, you know, last time we were on the air, my thoughts on v- Vikingo and uh, his wrestling style, just not for me. I need to see more. This is my second time seeing him in action. And let me just tell you, I mean, the crowd was hot. They were marking out at this match. They they were just, I mean, Dave Meltzer was like, oh, these two blew the roof off this place. <laughs> I don't know, man. To me, I just really wasn't all that impressed with anything that went down in this match. I mean, it's it was very slow and very, like, a lot of grappling on the ground, a lot of, uh, you know, like, oh, where we where they, they lift each other up while they're on the ground, then you reverse, and then and then all of a sudden they're doing some flip, and then the guy waits there. Again, Vikingo takes his sweet time on the rope, and, and Commander's just waiting there, just, like, waiting to catch him, and uh, everything's just so slow and methodical. It looks like it's, like, it's, it looks like they're rehearsing it. Like, you know, in front of, like, you know what they do before the show goes on the air when they rehearse the match? It looks like that's what was going on during the whole thing. The whole match, to me, looked like it was in slow motion. I don't know, man. I I, I respect Lucha style. I I enjoy Rey Mysterio's, Rey Phoenix, Pentagons, guys like that. But I don't know, man. These two <laughs> just doesn't do anything for me. I was probably the only one not standing up and, like, going ape shit for this. So, okay, so it's interesting how you said, like, you were just not a fan of the show because clearly I was watching it on TV, right? Me and Iridium were watching it. I thought the show was really, really good, but this is me watching it on TV, right? Yeah, and yeah. and that's, that's something that me and you have talked about this, like, a bunch of times, how, like, sometimes you could be there live for something and you could enjoy it. And then you watch it on TV you're like, Oh, for whatever reason on TV, it didn't come off that way. Or sometimes yeah. it's vice versa where you're at a show live and you're like, yeah, I thought that show was cool. And then you go back and watch it on TV. You're like, damn, this show was really, really good. I, it just feels different. So very interesting that you said like now, now for the record, I'm not going to sit here and say it was like the best ring of honor show I've ever watched. No, but I did think it was like an enjoyable show. Like I enjoyed the show. I, I was never bored with anything that I watched. Um, I mean, yeah, it seems like it got good reviews. I mean, a lot of people I felt I thought felt the same way. I think I'm just I'm one of the very few in the minority. Uh, my friend Ryan, who I went with too, and my brother ended up going. They said the same thing, man. They were just very bored throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um, crowd is pretty hot. Mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, um, I don't know. I just feel like. Not many title changes. Nothing like crazy in any of the matches. Well, okay, hold on, wait. Wild well, hold on, wait. Ladder. I gotta, I gotta pause you with the crazy because we gotta talk about this one spot. Poor Dante Martin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Did you? So where you guys were sitting at? Did you instantly see the break, or no. or you guys had no clue? 
By the no, way, no, no, by, no. by the way, and just for the record here, that spot should have never happened. Before that spot even happened, I was like, this is not going to end well. So, you know, Especially just to, with two guys that are injury prone to begin with. Uh, top flight can't stay healthy, so, you know. So they dependent. so Lou, they do this spot where it, it was a ladder match, okay? It was a it was a five-way ladder match to crown new uh Ring of Honor tag champ, champions. And this Luchador Pentagon, he's like on a he, they're on a ladder platform type gimmick that they build stacked with tables and he kind of does like a flip into a pile driver, right? And when they land Dante Martin completely breaks his leg, like shattered into pieces. Instant break. It was his, insane. His foot was facing the opposite direction, like completely turned around. Yes, it was bad. It was so bad. I felt so bad for the kid. Yeah, so I mean, where I was sitting, you know, once after they do the destroyer, like once they hit the floor, I can't see anything that, that I can't see anything like on the floor. But immediately everybody starts running over. And like, I just thought, you know, everybody starts running over just because like, you know, like obviously they just want to, they're in a rush to like check, see, to make sure everybody's like, you know, uh, okay after the spot and everything like that. But no, like they, like medical staff ran over immediately about four or five guys re just ran right over they pulled the stretcher out like this bro and and that's why at first i couldn't even like really like understand if it was a work or a shoot because like they're bringing the stretcher out so quickly right and i'm thinking like okay like you know when they do that sometimes it looks like fake where it's like oh they have the stretcher ready on standby you know so like they're bringing it out it's a storyline this and that then you know i start to see the clips on twitter and, and what people are saying on twitter i'm like oh god and i saw it I saw his foot like completely the opposite direction. It was like, bad. Oh. It was super bad. Um, yeah. So and then that's when I knew, obviously. And I actually did, did see um, Darius, uh, his younger brother, after the match. He punched the stairs. Like he was like he was pissed Ugh. off. Like he was like you know um, because of course you know with one you got a, a tag team like this, one guy goes out. It's like you know then that that hurts the other guy too because he might not get TV yeah. time and things like that. And then also um, you know, it's Darius. his brother too. It's his brother too. So he's and that too. Yeah. Right. Right, right. So, um, you could yeah, even yeah. tell, um, you could tell on TV. I don't know if you guys could tell in the live crowd when the Lucha Brothers they ultimately win the match and they're celebrating in the ring. You could tell Penta was like visibly. You could tell he was like upset at what just happened. Like he couldn't really even enjoy the moment. And I think he was feeling it. He was filling in his brother Phoenix on what just happened because Penta. You could tell he was literally upset with what just happened. But that spot should have never happened to begin with. Yeah, yeah, it was a very dangerous spot. I don't, really don't know why it was necessary to do in a ladder match like that. But, um, yeah, now uh, best wishes and speedy recovery to uh, Dante. He's one hell of a performer. It sucks. Again, these guys are so young. And, you know, Darius has had so many injuries. And now Dante It's just a really tough break for, for the both of them, man. I really – I actually thought they were going to win the match. Um, That's what I thought, too. Me. I thought the same thing but, also. Uh, yeah, it just – it really sucks um, to see that happen. But – Outside of that, I thought the, the ladder match was fantastic. That was the best thing on the show by far. Um, so I feel I didn't feel like I wasted too much of my money because I got my money's worth with that match alone. But like I said, everything else, just like, I don't know, they, it was fine. It was just nothing really crazy. And like, I just feel like a big show like this, especially their first Ring of Honor pay-per-view event since getting their own TV where they can really build up to a pay-per-view where they want it, where they're trying to get new eyes on the product. It's WrestleMania weekend. So every wrestling fan is in town at this show. I just feel like they should have made a bigger splash here. I don't, you know, whether it's crowning new champs or just give us some debuts some crazy moments. There really wasn't any of that on this show. I mean, 
I was really convinced, and again, I don't really know jack shit, but I'm just like going off of what I see. Eddie Kingston, he quits AEW. Well, there's got to be a reason for that. He's going to Ring of Honor, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's going to be crowned the Ring of Honor World Yeah, Champion. I thought the same thing too, yep. And that didn't happen. You just have Claudia retain, and he, and he retained with like a small package gimmick. And immediately when that happened, bro, um, we, I, me and my buddy Ryan, we were just so fed up at that point with the whole show. And like, Well, you guys really weren't happened. a fan of the show to begin with. You were coming- Yeah, as soon as Claudio won with a roll-up, bro, we were out. We were out. I dipped. I, I got up immediately and I walked right out. I just couldn't even like, I couldn't even care. I, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like Eddie Kingston winning and ending the show as champ would have made this, it would have, it would have saved the show. Didn't happen. And just like, uh, whatever main event and whatever show to me, like it was not memorable in any way. That's just, again, this is my opinion. Um, you know, I like to call a spade a spade. You know, right. if it was a great show, I would obviously give a credit. Like I said, it's not me just burying Ring of Honor just to be funny, living the gimmick. Mm-hmm. I just really didn't enjoy it. I just didn't really care about anything that happened. Even even a match like Shibata and um and Wheeler Yuta, man. I was excited to see Shibata in action. The pure the pure rules gimmick not sucks. Not for you. Not for you. It's yeah, it's just not for me. Even Tanahashi and Daniel Garcia wasn't a big deal at all. Very I was disappointed for sure. I, I said to my buddy, I was as a joke, but I was being dead serious. And we should have just went to SmackDown, honestly. I probably would have been happier watching the Andre the Giant Battle Royal or well, some shit like that. That's a that's a great transition. And not necessarily because of SmackDown, all of it, but just the Hall of Fame. Um so we we ended up watching uh, the Hall of Fame on delay. So I didn't we didn't I think we caught like the gray mood of which, you know, Ric Flair, he gets a congratulations for whatever he was talking about in his speech. But yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the big one was um, Rey Mysterio. Conan did such a fantastic job with his speech. It was right in the fields. And then Rey Mysterio's speech um accepting the, the, the Hall of Fame was just amazing. I, I just loved it. And I also love the fact that they really didn't run an angle with like judgment day they they did the best way they just walked out like they kind of did like a little angle but that was it there was no like attack there was none of that it was just yeah. enough where you could continue telling the story and then also mysterio continues keeping kayfabe alive where he doesn't even mention dominic in in his speech so i just loved everything of it with with conan introduction uh, introduction and then just mysterious speech i don't know i know you were at ring of honor so i don't know if you got to catch any of this but it was just it was just such an amazing moment and i did a post about it saying like you know ray mysterio arguably is one of the most beloved performers of all time yeah yeah no doubt no doubt about it he put he put lucha on the map he's uh you know, I mean, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you know who Rey Mysterio is. I mean, he's that big of a mainstream star. Um, I actually did not get to watch the Hall of Fame yet. I actually meant to watch just Ray's speech uh, when I got back. Things have been so busy ever since I got back. So I did not get a chance to watch it yet. But I did see some clips. I saw the clip of Dominic and Rhea walking out. I thought that was uh, that was fine. If they were going to do something, like you said, that's the best thing that they could yep. have possibly done. Um, I heard really great things about Conan and everything he did. Um, I actually saw him checking into the hotel lobby too at one point <laughs> during well, the weekend. Was he smoking um, a blunt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess I could say it on the air. Whatever. Uh, did see uh, Austin Theory and Wes Lee from NXT? They were uh, the smoking smoking the weedus outside. Well, there you outside. go. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, Rey Mysterio is a legend. Um, I'm glad he got inducted. 
you know, I, I never even like considered going to the Hall of Fame. I just can't sit through that stuff anymore. Um, but what a, like you said, one of the most beloved performers of all time. Absolutely deserves it, and it's great to see. So Saturday, I know you intend uh, you attended NXT. I did not watch NXT, so tell me about that show. And did you end up giving yourself the button on going to that show, or no? You actually enjoyed it. No, that was a fun show. Wow, that was a really fun dude. That I'm wow. my, it was better than Ring of Honor. It was better than Ring of Honor. I enjoyed it. Wow, it was that yeah, good yeah. of a show, huh? I enjoyed it. Yeah. By I the way, I am happy for my guy Carmelo Hayes. I'm capturing the NXT uh, championship. I'm happy for that. I do know what happened on the show, but, like, I just don't watch the NXT product. But I am happy for my guy, Carmelo Hayes. I'm a big fan of his. Um, but uh, kind of just give me some uh, quick uh, cliff notes or what stood out and what you got to say about NXT stand and deliver. I mean, it started off with a women's ladder match, and, I, I you know, I don't really – I'm not familiar with some of these women at all. Again, I don't watch the NXT product at all. Um, but man, let me tell you, like some of these women look like they've been wrestling for years. Like, uh, you know, there was a couple of clunky spots and shit like that, but for the most part, I thought it was fun. I thought they really kicked ass. They worked hard, some cool spots. I really love Zoe Stark, man. I think she's, oh, awesome. I love her big um, fan of her big fan. Yeah. Of her. She, she was really good. She stood out to me in that, um, Indy Hartwell ended up winning, which was cool. Uh, Dexter Loomis ended up coming out and helping her win. And, uh, it was a cool moment for her. Uh, there was like some triple threat tag match, um, Gallus and the Creed brothers, and then some other team with like t- uh, Tony D and like some other guy. Again, I don't really know. <laughs> so like, people walk out, I see their names on the Titantron. I'm like, who? You know, I'm like, who? Who are you? When did you get here? You know. Um, but uh, you know, tag match was fine. Wesley defended um, his North American title in a uh, fatal five way. That had to be fucking insane. Yeah, that was sick. It was like Dragonov, it was Dragon Lee, it was JD McDonough, it was um, uh, Axiom, it was A Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he wears yeah, like a mask, was, right? He wears like a mask gimmick. Right? Yeah, now yeah, that's I didn't even know it was A Kid. They put a mask on him now. Um, I don't think he didn't have a mask on him in the no, in, no, no, he didn't. The UK. No. So yeah, um, I was pretty surprised to see that. Uh, that match kicked ass. Um, and then you had well, no, you had like some women's. Uh, tag team match for the tag titles whatever i went to go take a piss during that um and then you had <laughs> carmelo carmelo hayes and braun breaker man and it wasn't as it, i thought that was going to be one of the most like talked about matches of the weekend i thought those two were going to just absolutely kill it and it was going to be one of the most underrated bangers of, of the weekend it wasn't that it really wasn't anything crazy but um it's happy for mellow man he new champ and i walked out of there after two and a half hours feeling satisfied i was like wow that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. So, uh, yeah, no regrets. And I may, you know, who knows, next year in Philly, I may do the same thing again on WrestleMania Saturday, attend wow. NXT, and then go to go to WrestleMania. And I said to my – I joked to my buddy, I'm like, the, the next time I watch NXT will be next year in Philadelphia. Um, and it's probably the case because I do, I'm not tuning in on Tuesday nights to that brand. But um, for what it was, I thought it was a fun show. Everybody worked hard. They kicked ass and uh, – I enjoyed it more than Ring of Honor. That's for sure. Wow, that's 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 big. I know news. what a that's statement. Man. What a what a what a turn of events. All right, mm-hmm. let's get into WrestleMania because this is where we're gonna get into like the like the the real substance of this show. You know, the 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 the, the meat, the, the the big platter. Okay, like the the main course, if you will. Yep. I have thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts here, and I know you have a lot of thoughts too. But um, just overall, 
between night one and night two. And tell me if you feel this way, all right? We're going to talk about the other stuff that's happened this week, the whole endeavor of it all, and Vince, and, you know, we're going to try to touch briefly on some AEW stuff. But when it comes to WrestleMania, tell me if you feel this way. To me, it feels like WrestleMania night one was all Triple H, and WrestleMania night two had a lot of Vince element. Yes or no, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Night one, I thought, was a fantastic show. Okay? Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Great main event between for the tag titles, Kevin Owens and um, and the Usos. I thought that tag match was amazing. I put that on my list. But my favorite match of the night was Charlotte versus Rhea. They yep. let me let me tell you about that match. That match was so good, and I think they went in like, okay, no problem, we won't main event, but we're gonna make sure we steal the show, and that's exactly what they did. Don't get me wrong, both the main event and this match between Charlotte and Rio made my made my matches. They made my match list. All right, matches that we need to cover at the end of the year. But Jesus Christ, Rio Ripley and Charlotte Flair put an all time classic for WrestleMania. Yeah. It was it was such a fantastic match. Yeah, yeah, I literally said that to all my buddies uh, afterwards. They were talking about, oh, my God, what an amazing main event. Oh, my God, that's the best match I've seen. And I literally, I was the only one that kept saying, it was good. I loved it. Great, fantastic main event. One of the best tag matches I've seen in a while. Best match of the night was Rhea and Charlotte. 1,000%. <laughs> and you also had uh, Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. That was great, you too. Yeah, Ray, Ray The, the Dominic, mysterious thought, match, yeah, was amazing, too. Yeah, which I thought were outstanding as well. Rhea and Charlotte, I mean, nobody wants to give them credit because of the build was so bad and nobody wanted to see the main event. But like you said, they took that. It looks like they took that to heart and said, you know what? We ain't going to main event this show. But we're going to steal gonna it. We're going to show you why we're we should have been yep. the main event of the show. And my goodness, man, that was like one of the most physical women's matches I have ever seen in my life. Uh, I'm not going to say it was the best women's match I have ever seen, but it's definitely in my top top five for sure. I don't even know if there's five of the top women's matches I've ever seen. I could even go as far as saying it's in my top three. Um, and I could probably tell you the other two. But that's definitely one of the best women's matches in WrestleMania history. One of the most physical. Um, the near falls. I mean, I was just... I don't want to say I was shocked or surprised because we've seen these two before and they have good chemistry. And I thought it was going to be a good match. Um, even from the get-go, man, when Rhea wins the Royal Rumble and she says she's going to go after Charlotte instead of Bianca... I was surprised, but I wasn't. I didn't have no problem with that because I knew that her and Charlotte would deliver. I didn't know they would deliver a freaking classic like they did. But man, oh man, like you said, they absolutely stole the freaking show. I mean, you know whether you, whether you want to admit it or not. I mean, Meltzer, and again, I know everybody gets on Dave. You know his star ratings are his opinions. I was shocked he didn't give this match five stars. He gave the main event five stars, and he gave the I see triple threat five stars. Great. Those two deserve it. But, man, I thought Rhea and Charlotte did as well. Meltzer's a jackass. At the end of the day, Meltzer's a jackass. And when it comes to wrestling, he's a wrestling historian, but I honestly feel, I honestly feel that old man has, like, dementia at, at this point. He doesn't know what he's saying half the time. He projects a lot of his quote-unquote news stories. Um, and, listen, his match ratings is totally fine. That's his opinion. And I, if there's anything to be mad about Meltzer, his match ratings isn't one of it. Because that's his opinion. Yeah. He can have whatever opinion he wants about matches. You don't have to agree with him. I don't agree with a lot of his ratings when it comes to matches. This is the same guy that gave Shawn Michaels and Taker from WrestleMania 25 not a five-star match. And that's yeah. my favorite match of all time. I thought that's yeah. an 
instant classic of perfect match. And he didn't give it five stars. So, like, I don't care about Meltzer's rating systems. When he projects yeah. in his stories, that's the only part where I'm like, Meltzer, just shut the fuck up. But his is his opinion, his opinion. But Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, amazing fucking match. You know what was not a good match on night one, though? And that's John Cena and Austin Theory. Congratulations. Yeah. And you know what? I put this on Theory. I do not put it on Cena. This match to me, and then the follow-up on Raw, just proved everything that Cena was saying in his fucking promo. The finish was terrible. I don't like Theory's finishing move. you putting down a, a multi-time world champion with a god-awful finisher. Listen, man, I'm not saying that it's the end of the road for Theory. I'm not saying that, okay? The guy has endless of potential. But he still is not making me a believer. I think he has a cool entrance, but he's not making me a believer. And guess what? The follow-up the next night, I'm not talking about, like, his match with Mysterio, but just what the substance that he's talking, even the fucking backstage promo he did, I don't know if it was, like, later on that night or night two, I forget. You're not making me a believer. And I think that's the disconnect between the audience and, and Theory. Nobody cares about Theory, not because he's a heel. It's that they haven't given a, given us a reason to care about the guy. And I don't think the Cena win does nothing for him. Yeah, I mean, you said multiple times on this show that this match with Cena is either going to make or break him. I mean, I, I don't I don't think it broke him, but it definitely didn't make him either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just a whatever match. It was nothing memorable, man. The thing I look forward, I, I look towards in matches like this like i was saying before at the ring of honor show especially on a big weekend now this isn't just some like backlash or like payback or like fast lane pay-per-view like a b-level pay-per-view like a pay-per-view matter that nobody cares about this is wrestle freaking mania bro you need to make your match stand out whether it's a moment in the match a move in the match something needs to be memorable and this was not memorable in any way it was a whole lot of nothing. It feels like it took a while to, like, pick up some steam. And then when it finally did get going, I felt like it was over. Uh, Fury hits him with a low blow. And then hits him with his finisher, and that's it. Uh, you know, I mean, like, a finish like this makes you think that there should be a follow-up to it, right? Like, oh, see, Cena's got to get his rematch. That's obviously not happening, because Cena's out already. He's done. He's gone. We're not going to see him now until who knows when. Mm-hmm. So this was a kind of like a funny way to like end the match. Like I just didn't understand it. And like I said, not memorable at all. Like when I look back on night one, I think of Rollins, Logan Paul, Ray Dom, Rhea Charlotte, and the main event. And it's almost like, oh yeah, John Cena was also on the card. And like just you forget because I also thought I thought also I also I also thought the uh, the six woman uh, match was okay for what it was. It was like nothing like spectacular, but I thought the match was entertaining. Like I I I enjoyed it for what it was. And then also these tag showcase matches. When it comes to the men's side, I really enjoyed like the last couple of minutes of it. You know Dawkins getting like all like brolic against Braun Braun Strowman, which. You know, Braun Strowman, that, that fucking guy. I don't know if you got to watch the press conference with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They threw, like, a, a like a little little shot of Strowman. Um, Sami Zayn has, like, one of the best impressions of Braun Strowman. And I guess after the match, Strowman just kept on, like, I guess, like, I guess he has, like, a bit of an ego. And he was just like, I'm so over, bro. Like, he was just, like, oh, I guess. Man. And um, Sami Zayn does, like, the perfect Braun Strowman impression. But overall... I really enjoyed night one. 
it was just a really, really even with the whole John Cena and Theory stuff. I I just thought this show was fantastic. I really loved it, and you know, Rhea and Charlotte favorite match of the night, but like right underneath that is that tag title match, and that just that amazing moment at the end where they're all celebrating. You can see like the emotion uh, from Sammy and Kevin Owens, and then also their gear, how they're like you know. Um, you know, paying homage to to PWG and Super Dragon yeah. and stuff. I I really love that. Um, they're not they're not just forgetting their roots, if you will. I just thought it was a, a just a fantastic show. And then, um, I don't know if you got to go back and watch any of it, but Michael Cole on commentary. Let me tell you something, especially for night one, yeah. during that uh, the Mysterials match. Yo, he was so <laughs> into it, man. Like he was so into it, like tomorrow Ronaldo, Ronaldo levels. That's how, like, he was so emotionally invested to getting off a of scene and just like, that's right, you give it to him, Raymond. Uh, he was just so into it. I loved it. I just loved this oh, match yeah, so much. Yeah, when he was marking out when Ray was whipping him. With yeah, <laughs> yep. Oh yep. man, yeah, so he good. Was so fun. He he was. I mean, he was really good in like uh, even like the Cody and Roman match. He was really good in, and he was really good in the uh, yes. the main event as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, Michael Cole, obviously fantastic. Yeah. He's the GOAT. And I don't want any – this is going to the radar either. I don't know if you guys – anybody heard, but um, he said in an interview, though, in four years he'd like to retire. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta we gotta appreciate for that. we gotta appreciate for uh, we gotta really appreciate Michael Cole's time, especially now yeah. because, you know, I, I know there's like some uncertainty right now with the WWE, you know, just based on some stuff that's happened this week, and we'll and we'll get into that, but just overall. And I really feel the like last year, maybe going on to two, Michael Cole has really like, and even longer than that, you know, even when Vince was producing him at times, you know, some of some, there'll be some lines here and there that will be a little bit too cheesy or corny, but just overall, Michael Cole is just a fantastic broadcaster. And I oh, think yeah. sometimes, you know, due to like people loving JR so much, you know, Michael Cole kind of gets like, this just bad rap, but yo, Michael Cole is gonna go down in history as one of the greatest play-by-play announcers of all time. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, when he's gone, I don't even want to think about who's yeah. gonna be taking his place because he's just so such an iconic voice of WWE for yep. God so freaking long now, for as long as I've been watching. And um, yeah, it's gonna be a sad day when that happens. But he was fantastic. Looks like he's really enjoying himself now when he doesn't have somebody in his ear telling him what to say all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to night one, overall, I enjoyed the hell out of it too. It's so funny how like uh, this is three years in a row now where they've done the two night gimmick. Mm-hmm. Actually, four, but I don't really count the COVID uh, pandemic year. So like three with actual fans and stuff like that. Where night one, yep. Actually, you can even count the can you can even count the COVID one because COVID <laughs> night one had the boneyard match yeah. to it too. They had yeah, the match yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> this is the fourth year in a row, as long as they've been doing the two nights, that night one just murders night two and blows it out of the water. It's like night two never has a shot. It's like whoever's on night two, it's like you can try your best, but you will never be able to top night one. Year after year after year, night one is always the show that stands out to me the most. Night- Even the one in Tampa with the Bad Bunny tag match, mm-hmm. the Bianca Sasha yep. main event. that uh, They had um, Rollins and, uh, and Cesaro on yep. that show. Yeah, I mean, night one triumphs night two every single time it's like now these talents are gonna like try to like pull up their like not like they're they're gonna pull out their clout card and be like listen they're gonna politic to try to get on night one the night two like nah man i ain't trying to be on night two (laughs) um okay let's get into night two um because i don't i don't want to be here like be really negative on like just some of the things that happened night two but i just want to point out like what i mean like this show felt very vincey okay 
Let's start off with the, the first match, Brock Lesnar and Omos. This is a match that nobody wanted to see. I want to give a big congratulations. You played yourself to Kazim. He's part of the ringer, right? He's a good dude, right? He's the guy that runs um, Wally Mania. Okay? He's he's one of the, the masterminds behind Wally Mania. But this guy went on like a tirade on record saying, like, you guys are going to be surprised. Omos, Omos and Brock is going to be like one of the biggest highlights of the fucking weekend. Well, you know what? You get one of these. Congratulations. Because it wasn't, okay? The only thing that was good... Okay, the match, it wasn't a terrible match, but it wasn't great either. The only thing good that was about this match was the F5. And guess what? I could have lived without the F5, all right? There's nothing special about this match, all right? Nobody cared about this match. And, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. There's no there's no there's shock really to any of this. About. There's really nothing to talk about this match. Yes, but nothing happened. that felt very Vincey. You know what else felt very Vincey? The fact that Bobby Lashley came out and did nothing. He just stood in the ring, walked yeah. to the walked towards the ring, and then it cut to a completely different like it, it went to commercial for the TV viewer. Bobby Lashley came out to do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was apparently a segment um in place for him in LA Knight and it got scrapped. So yeah, it seems like Vince took the pen uh, and paper after this and he's like scrapping shit left and right because uh yeah, I mean, what a waste of time. And Bobby Lashley looks so freaking stupid walking out, yeah. out there and just posing for the crowd, like, yeah. oh, for, for nothing, you yeah. know? That felt very Vince. Trophy next to him, like, like, as if, like, the trophy. Like, again, like, they, they make this big freaking deal for, like, about a few weeks after the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And, like, afterwards, like, it, it, it ends up being meaningless, man. Like, why, you don't even get a title shot out of it. Like, who fucking cares? Excuse my language. Nah, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. What else also felt Vincey, all right? Even though I popped for his return... And as we get another segment, so the night before we get Pat McAfee returning, which I really thought he was going to be like doing um, commentary for like night two or maybe like the main event of night one, which he didn't. He came out, he had like an impromptu match with The Miz, whatever, Pat McAfee goes over, yada, yada. We get the same segment this week with Snoop, the, uh, night two with Snoop and Miz. Shane McMahon comes out, right? Big pop. I was surprised. I didn't expect Shane McMahon. But even that still felt very Vincey. Like, Shane McMahon, yeah. okay. Whatever, big pop. He gets on the mic. He's a little bit blown up. He says, like, you don't know what that ovation meant to me. And I felt for Shane. I'm like, because I love Shane. I love seeing Shane. I love seeing Shane all the time. But still, you know, just him coming out of nowhere just felt very Vincey. All right? We get this impromptu match. Not even a minute hits. My man fucking goes down. He fucking tours his quad. They have to pull an audible and credit to Snoop Dogg as an entertainer. Okay. He improbbed like he hit Miz twice. He did a terrible people's elbow. But still, like, you have to really be an entertainer to just, like, completely go a different direction. Now, I'm sure, like, the referee and the Miz played a part in it as well. Tell him, like, you know, do this, hit me. And the referee was like, go for the people's elbow, right? You know, everybody was expecting for The Rock. So random. Everybody was expecting <laughs> for The Rock, elbow. but we get the Snoop. <laughs> That's the first thing you think of. But we get Snoop Dogg doing the people's <laughs> elbow. So, you know, credit to Snoop. But, man, I felt bad for my guy Shane, though. But still, this whole thing felt very Vincey. Yep. Now, we're going to talk about the main event, but I want to hold off on that. Um, let's talk about, let's start with this triple threat match for the IC title. I thought this match was fantastic. Yeah. This was uh, just an absolute banger from, yep. I mean, from beginning to end. The one of the, I mean, I knew this was going to be great. Uh, somehow it exceeded my expectations, man. This shit was awesome, man. The crowd was so hot for it. Um, 
yeah, I loved it. And I love the result, too. I know a lot of people thought Sheamus was uh, potentially going to win here. I was cool with the, the result, story, too. Mm-hmm. The story of him never winning the uh, Intercontinental title. I would have been fine with any any guy winning this match, to be honest. I love all three of these guys. But I'm glad that Gunther is still the reigning IC champ. Because then if he drops the belt, it's like, all right, well, then what does he do? How do you keep him hot? You got to push him to the main event. I don't think he belongs in the main event at this time. It's just like, there's no reason for it. Especially with Roman on this run right now. He's not going to win the title. So it's kind of just like, why even bother right now? Keep him going with his IC title run for as long as possible. And then when the time is right, you can pull it off of him. And then maybe he'll go to the you know the main event or whatever. Because this dude is a freaking star, man. I mean, if, if he's not in the main event some point next year... It's like, what are we doing here? You know, I mean, even Vince has got to love this guy. I mean, come on. Um, but yeah, banger from beginning to end. Like I said, Meltzer gave this five stars, rightfully Great so. Great match, yep. Just an unbelievable match. Yeah, I love the match too. And I'm totally cool with Gunther retaining. I, I was one of those people that thought that Shane was going to take it, but I'm totally fine with Gunther retaining here. Uh, another really, really good match was Bianca Belair and Asuka. Thought this match was really, really good. Unfortunately, there was really no story going into it. Um, I know you thought that Asuka was going to grab the championship. I just had a funny feeling that Bianca was going to retain. And, you know, Bianca retains, and we'll see where they go from her, uh, go with her next. But uh, still, not as great as Charlotte and Rhea, but I did think this match was really, really good. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was very underrated. I mean, not a lot of people are going to be talking about it after Mania because of everything else that happened. But, yeah, I thought they went in there. They they worked hard. They had good chemistry. I, th- I thought it was a kick-ass match mm-hmm. as well. And, and hey, listen, I'm a Bianca Belair guy as well. Like, I'm, yeah. I have no issues with her retaining here. Um, You can't always crown new champs in every single match. So, yep. like, it's totally cool. And, like you said, there was no story going into it. So, it would have been kind of random if Asuka just captures the title with no story behind it. So, I guess maybe they'll tell more of this before maybe giving her the belt if she's going to be the one to eventually dethrone Bianca. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I had no issues with her retaining. Bianca 3-0 at WrestleMania. She's like the new Miss WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. um, it's a cool little uh, you know gimmick and little uh, accolade for her. Also, Bianca's entrance was really cool. Oh, um, man. Really cool with those kids, and then uh, yeah. there's a there's an unfortunate situation. So so Lou, they um, Bianca Belair did this entrance at WrestleMania where she got like a, a whole bunch of kids that do like gymnastics and dancing or whatever. And unfortunately, one of those kids, um, their their mother passed away that same day, and still that little girl had the courage to uh, perform in front of. You know what was it like eighty thousand people? So yeah. um, it it was definitely bittersweet. And uh, Triple H during the press conference, he did get a, a emotional talking about this situation. And yeah, you know uh, I'm not a you know I'm not a believer of faith or anything like that. But I do have uh you know my thoughts on is on that little girl. And you know hopefully she could uh you know kind of pull through all this. And you know but it's a very terrible situation. But at least. There's that, you know, like Bianca gave her this special moment where she could perform, you know, not only to the the the, the people in attendance, but you know, the world, right? And yeah, right, um, right, yeah, yeah it's really uh, cool. it's it's kind of a bittersweet situation there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, another uh, unfortunate situation to a different degree was this Hell in the Cell match, and it's not anyone's fault here, um, but shit happens, all right. This isn't ballet. So Edge and Finn Balor, first of all, both of their entrants were fucking amazing. I loved it, especially, you know, I'm a big Edge guy, but I really love Finn Balor's entrance with the purple smoke, whatever, because the way they shot it on TV, it was kind of slow motion. So it looked very, the best way to describe it is it didn't look real. And what I mean by that is visually the way it was shot, it looked like CGI, but it wasn't. It was like actual smoke and like the way like, it was like, 
Finn Balor was kind of like voguing with the purple smoke. That was the that's the best way to put it. But visually, it just looked really really cool. And um, yeah, you know, Finn, Finn Balor came as the demon. We get this Hell in the Cell match. Unfortunately, there was a situation there where. Listen, uh, Edge just tosses his ladder to to Finn and straight headshot, and he gets, like, a big fucking gash on his head. And I think they had to, like, staple his head and maybe even had to glue his head, you know, for him to finish in the match. So I think the match got cut short. Uh, yeah, listen, definitely. the match was what it was. I don't think it was a terrible match, but I don't think it was, like, the greatest Hell in a Cell match either. I do love the fact that the Hell in a Cell match – Hell in the Cell structure is back to silver again, like it originally was. I love that. The match was what it was. I really was hoping for Finn Balor to pick up the win here. Um, I don't think Edge needed the win, but I believe you called it um, two weeks ago, Ryan. You said, you know, it's a Hell in the Cell match. I just don't see Edge losing, and you was right, bro. Yeah, yeah. Was, this is another disappointing match, just like the Cena Theory, where it's like, I know on a WrestleMania, two-night WrestleMania, with how many matches they have, I know every match is not going to deliver. You know, there's going to be some matches that are just, like, a little underwhelming. And this is another one. I was just very, like, disappointed after this was over. And again, it's probably because it got cut short because of the Finn injury. And like you said, shit happens, so you can't plan for this. This ain't ballet. Um, kudos to Finn for getting stapled right in the ring and then continuing to go as long as he did afterwards. I mean, what, what a freaking warrior and a champ. Um, so credit and kudos to him. Uh, but yeah, I just thought there was, this match was a whole lot of nothing, nothing memorable again, not a memorable hell in a cell match. It, it almost, it's almost like it didn't even need the hell in a cell structure because like, they didn't really like, yeah, right. They used some weapons. They used the ladder. Um, you use the chairs, which is like funny because like, like you just said, the Hell in a Cell structure is back to being silver, but they had to use red chairs instead. Right, so right. Like, but know. you know what? I'm uh, cool with the gimmick color yeah. weapons. As long as the structure is silver, I have no problem with the gimmick color weapons. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, yeah, just a whole lot of nothing, man. Edge wins with the concerto, and uh, yeah, see, like, this is my problem, where it's like, Edge wins with the concerto, and now, like, that's a pretty, pretty violent, dangerous move, right? Like, when we mm -hmm. see Edge get hit with one, he's out for like freaking three months. Finn Balor was just just on TV again on on Friday. Like I like why isn't he like why is Finn Balor right on right back on TV? You know after that, it's it's almost like like I it's it's a little it's a nitpick maybe, but it's just like I don't know man just like you know what I mean like it's just like so, why so here's the Edge is nowhere to be found. So but, I'm, I mean, if Finn said right. that too. He's like, where's Edge? He's nowhere to be found, right. but I'm here. It's so, just like, well, you you honestly shouldn't be here because right. you're the one that got hit with the concerto. So, so kayfabe answer here, all right? And this isn't a kayfabe show, but kayfabe answer here. And listen, this is just me just putting some type of logic to it, right? Kayfabe answer is that was Demon Finn Balor. So oh, Demon Finn Balor. My, my bad, my bad. Demon Finn Balor, right? I bet. Demon it's Finn like Balor could, here. yeah, Demon Finn Balor could take a chair shot and then could recover in in a in a in a in a decent amount of time. Now, if it was regular Finn Balor, then maybe we would be seeing him, you know, a month later. That's my only answer. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess that's, that was their thought process too. I don't know. All right. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't like that. So. This is where I'm going to just troll the audience a little bit, okay? Listen, I told y'all that it wasn't a sure thing. And y'all ain't want to believe me. None of y'all wanted to believe me. Okay? All right? The tribal chief, the needle mover, 
the head of the table, God Mode himself, still the undisputed universal heavyweight champion, Roman Reigns, okay? Still champ, baby. And I know y'all was crying. I know y'all was upset, but I told y'all it wasn't a sure thing, okay? It felt too good to be true, all right? I was raising my one-up. I felt bad for Cody Rhodes, though, to be quite honest. But I was raising my one-up, all right? Y'all ain't want to believe me. But that, okay, so I, I'm clearly I'm, you know, exaggerating a little bit, all right? I'm clearly trying to troll the audience and get them in their feelings, but. Um, all right. First of all, the match I thought was really, really good, okay? I thought they told a great story here until it came to the finish. I have my thoughts about the finish. Um, I think they could have went a completely different direction. And not necessarily because Roman Reigns retained. Because, like I was saying, for God knows how long, I don't think it was a sure thing Roman Reigns... I mean, uh, Cody Rhodes defeating defeating Roman Reigns. I don't think it was a sure thing. It just felt too good to be true. Winning the Royal Rumble at 30. Telling this story where, for the most part, every interaction Cody Rhodes had with Roman Reigns, it felt like Cody, for whatever reason, kind of had more of the upper hand. It felt too good to be true. And I'm like, you know what? It just mm -mm, something just doesn't seem right. And also, Roman hasn't hit a thousand days yet. Okay, but I also wanna, with that all that being said, listen, let's not ignore the fact that that was lightning in a bottle right there, because that whole crowd wanted it. Okay, but something that was very telling. I don't know if you felt this way, Ryan. Okay, because you was there live. I'm just a viewer. All right, I was just watching it on TV. Something told me something felt funny the second I saw Cody Rhodes made his entrance. And what felt funny about that was, you know, he got an amazing pop. He looked amazing, a million bucks. When he went to go greet Brandy, his daughter, and little Brody, something felt off about that. And why I say that is normally for big matches like this, normally the competitor greets their family or loved ones after the match. Not in the beginning. And when I saw that, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I, you normally don't see that. That's not a common thing. But also Cody Rhodes, you know, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a visionary, right? You know, not, not taking that term away from Seth Rollins. But, you know, he, he's, he's a guy that, be, you know, walks in the beat of his own drum, if you will, right? So maybe he just wanted to be different. Who's, who's to say, right? Nah. We get this match, fantastic match, and then – the, the 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 thing that hurts this match for me, because I think this could have been a perfect match, even with Roman Reigns retaining, but yeah. I just didn't like the finish because the finish is the same thing that we got from Sami Zayn. The 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 interference, the shenanigans or whatever. I, I just I feel like they could have went a complete different direction and, and they didn't. They they had Soul Sokoa interfering. They also had the Usos interfering as well. And it's like when you're doing the same the same dance in every fucking match. That kind of takes away the ma takes away um, the magic, if you will. And while I'm cool with Roman retaining, and and I also do feel bad for Cody. At the same time, it's like, you know what? Are we gonna catch lightning in the bottle twice, like we did at Mania? And you know what? I I hope it. I hope we do get it again, right? Whether that's at I don't think it's going to be at Money in the Sand, but, like, maybe it happens at SummerSlam. Or who's to say? Maybe we get it in Philadelphia. I don't know. Who's to say, right? We just don't know. Mm -hmm. But 
I understand. While I was trolling the audience a little bit a little while ago, I I do understand the frustration. And then we're gonna get into what happened Monday. I I get the frustration and disappointment from the fan, the viewer, the audience. Now, also, I do want to give the congratulations to people that overreacted when it came to this result. I don't know. I'm sure you've seen it, Ryan. You know, people kicking their chairs and being pissed off and blah, blah, blah. First of all, you guys are fucking losers if you're doing that. This is wrestling, all right? I get I get that we're emotionally invested in these characters and these performers, but also let's 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 act grown here, people, all right? There's no need to go on a temper tantrum. Um... But even like watching it with you know Oridian Teddy and, and Sergio, you know Oridian Teddy, they were they were deflated. They were they were they felt for Cody, and yeah. I tried to explain to them. I'm like, this was never a sure thing. Like you also got to think about Roman not hitting a thousand days yet. And then fast forward to this big announcement that we got on Monday on on Monday morning with the Endeavor deal. Listen, I don't think it's out of this realm that they knew this Endeavor deal was happening, right? Because, listen, we don't know the the details and the business aspect of this. We just get from what is being reported. But think about it. What's being reported is from wrestling media, okay? It's not from, like, the Wall Street Journal or anything like that. So we don't necessarily know the business aspect of it, right? So who's to say that we didn't know this deal has been, like, weeks, maybe the last month, right? And, listen, as much as I love Cody Rhodes, right, and he is a superstar— Roman Reigns is the blockbuster guy and the face of the company, whether you like it or not, all right? You mean to tell me this business acquisition with WWE from Endeavor, they don't want a face like that to be, black, you know, in the front cover? So I'm under, you know, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I also do think that another reason Roman retained on top of, like, this run that he's been on maybe could be part of this Endeavor deal. But, uh, Ryan, let me get your thoughts on the match. How we got to this point, and then we'll we'll start, you know, blending in the 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 whole endeavor stuff um, aspect of it. Yeah. So, uh, man, I I did not. I mean, that's crazy that you picked up on that entrance thing. I did not even think twice. Um, I was just like, you know, like and this is what Cody does. He always gives his weight belt to somebody. So maybe there was a, he he gave gave it to little Brody. So that's why he went over there too. And when he goes over there, Brody's sitting with Brandy. And uh, Little Liberty and, and Cody's sister and Cody's mother and stuff. So it's like, you know, like, why why wouldn't he go over there and say hi to them, you know? I don't know. Just I didn't think there was anything off. I thought this was like, I said, when, when we talked about this, too, when you said it wasn't a sure thing, I told you, I was like, yeah, there is a chance that Roman retains and I wouldn't be mad. I literally said that, you know, word for word. I think you reposted it on, on Instagram right after uh, WrestleMania. And, um, you know, I said that. And... But, like, the more we got closer to it, I changed my tune. I was like, nah, there's no – like, Cody's winning this match, like, 100%. Like, I am so confident. Like, he's the guy. It just felt like the perfect yeah. moment. Yep. I understand the thousand days. I understand that. I understand that Cody got the upper hand. I get that. But why do we always need the story of a guy needing adversity to overcome adversity – to you know conquer his dream why do we need the same story over and over and over and over and over kofi mania um the yes movement i mean why do we always need the same thing why can't a guy just come in and win the freaking main title and show you why 
the WWE signed him when he was a quote-unquote free agent. Yep. Why it's a big deal that that he's here. Why can't he just win it on his first try and that would just skyrocket him into being like one of the all-time greats mm-hmm. of WWE, you know? Mm-hmm. Why do we always need to tell the story of like, oh, this guy needs more adversity? Because that's where they're going with it now. This is going to be a whole new year. Uh, this next year is going to be about Cody Rhodes chasing this adversity and all facing all this and this. And now he's got Brock Lesnar in his way. And what what's it going to take to get back to Roman Reigns? I just don't know how I feel about that because I, like you said, I don't think Cody is going to be as hot as he was in this moment. This was the perfect yep. opportunity. And like I said, I get the thousand days. I get the Endeavor deal. It makes a ton of sense. One of my buddies said that right after we found out there are rumors of the Endeavor thing going on. And then you you said that to me. And I was like, yeah, it's probably it's probably accurate. That's probably a good reason why. But I don't know, man. There is nothing that you can say to change my mind about the fact that, like, I just think that was a perfect moment to, moment no, to crown no, Cody. No, no, no. I get so it. If I was I booking it. the show, I would have crowned Cody. I understand. And like I said... I was, dude, well, let me tell you, like, I've been to so many shows. I've been disappointed a ton. Well, well, listen, you disappointed as hell, man. I know, because you went all in with Cody. You even put the tattoo on your neck. You went all in, baby. All in. Yeah, yeah, man. I I, like an idiot. Well, dude, you you just walking out, bro. So, like, even, like, after that happens, bro, like, like the solo hits the the spike, and then, you know, you get Roman, you know, running the ropes into the spear. And then you get the one, two, three, man. I was stunned that that was the finish, bro. And like you said, the match was so freaking good. Until the, the ending. Until the great WrestleMania main event. Until the ending. And even if Roman won clean. Right. It, it still would have been. been. It's still an amazing the match. Finish, the finish is going to overshadow that. Yep. To the point where you can't even like look back. You, we can't even list it. Listen, we can't even list it. Because the, ma- the match yeah. quality was great. But the ending yeah. was like, a, it just didn't do it for me. Let's put it this way. I enjoy, even with the shenanigans we got with Sammy Roman, I enjoyed that match even more, even with the aftermath, compared to this, because it, it was just a different level. Because we're getting the yeah. same old dance, same old finish with interference. It's like, nah, man, this match could have been perfect. Even yeah. with Roman retaining clean. But yeah. it's just, it, it, was, yeah. it, it was just it, not good. Dude, after that, after that three count, man, I just feel like it was like, Brock ending the streak at WrestleMania 30 levels of like crazy in that state where that? it's like yeah, everybody was... was just stunned and like there was people because you know getting out of that stadium there was only like by my section it was only one exit it's freaking ridiculous everybody going the same direction um it was just a freaking nightmare getting out so like we chilled in our seats for a little bit and there was people just sitting there in their seats just staring at the like that them like taking the ring down and everything just sitting there like this, just like in silence, like by themselves, like not knowing what, like there, was, like there was a, it's like the air came out of the building. Like it was very, very shocking. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that, man. Like I love to make this word <laughs> to the point of like, where it's like, you know, like, wow. Like I can't believe that just happened, but this was not the way I, this is not the way I wanted to leave WrestleMania three years in a row of Roman. Just I'm walking out victorious and hearing his music play at the end of wrestlemania i thought it was gonna be different this year so so you know do- walking outside with my cody gimmick man people are messing with me and it's just like oh, i know a harmless way no. um they're like you know oh tribal chief baby how about that tribal chief like throwing up the ones and i, I just wasn't having it man i'm just like get me out of here man so, so what <laughs> get you, me out so of what you- I, I wanted to hop on a plane because i left tuesday i just wanted to hop on a plane the very next morning and get the hell out of los angeles oh. <laughs> 
Uh, it was just very disappointing. So, man. so I you, just so Ryan, what you're trying to say is because we joked about this leading into Mania. What you're trying to say is after after Roman won, you wasn't ra- raising up your one. No, no, I didn't even do it during his entrance. Wow, man. the dedication. No, I, I was full on Cody, man. Oh. I was just tired of it. I'm just like. You know, and now obviously week has passed. I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Roman's still the champ. It is what it is. Like, it's not like a huge ordeal, but, but it still like, hurts. It still hurts. Yeah, yeah I'm still it's like okay. every it's time okay. I see like Cody and now like you know, so Cody's Instagram post yesterday was oh. like, oh, like, I want to be your champion. It's like, fuck, man. Like, yeah, you are my champion, dude. Like, come on, like. Oh, the people's champ, bro. Like, I just he wanted really Cody so people. bad. I feel to bad for Cody, too. Listen, and, like, with all the, the, the shenanigans that we – and um, I know, Ryan, you got somewhere to go. How much time we got with you left? Oh, it's all good. It's you all sure? Good. You sure? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, I'm considering – Thank you know, hashtag blame Leo for all this shenanigans. <laughs> and, and, sh- and shout out and shout out to producer Lou. But, you know, I feel bad for Cody, too. Like, I also don't want people to think, and I said that to Iridian and Teddy as well, because they were devastated, right? And I told them, I'm like, listen, I was, I'm here, like, I'm a character. You know this, Ryan, right? So, like, I'm here for raising up my one during, like, the whole Roman entrance, all right? Not feeling out, not feeling, having, losing all feeling on my arm, right? And listen, when Roman retained, I was raising up my one too. But at the same time, I felt bad for Cody, and real recognizes real, right? Like, that was lightning in a bottle, okay? Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to get that again. That that was once in a lifetime magic. This is not just some cliche saying that WWE's producing and putting out there. No, no, no. You felt it. Lightning in a bottle and then you give us not a great finish. It right. just does not sit well with me. Um let's transition to Monday Night Raw cuz you did go to Raw, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Good. Good, 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 good. You went to Raw. Now, going into Monday, people had their feelings about, like, how this is. And even in, during the press uh, press conference after Mania, I believe it was um, John Alba. He pressed Triple H on that, like, listen, this was like lightning yeah. in a bottle. He pressed him. So shout out to him. You know, he's actually being a journalist and asking the hard questions. And Nick Hausman gets a congratulations for asking oh, Roman Reigns. Paul, what an that idiot. idiot. Oh, he bro. made the list already. He made a list already for congratulations. You played yourself. But... Um, so John Alba pressed on and then Triple H was like, listen, the story doesn't end here, blah, 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 whatever. He, I feel like he gave like a very political response, if you will. Fast forward yeah. to Monday morning, we get this Endeavor deal announcement. Um, everybody's reporting on it, talking about it, whatever. And going into Raw, okay, going into it while the show's happening, apparently there's rewrites, scripts are getting ripped. People are getting taken off the show. Um, a whole mess is happening. All right, on Monday Night Raw. Um, overall, Monday right, Monday Night Raw felt very Vince produced. It felt like a Vince show. I thought there was a lot of filler in the show. There was some interesting stuff here and there, but it was not a good show. I don't think it was a terrible show. Like a lot of people are making it out to be, but it was not a good show. The it beginning. wasn't a Raw after Mania right. show. It right. was a fine, like, normal Monday Night Raw, but it wasn't a Raw after Mania. But you know what? It also didn't feel like a Triple H produced show either. Well, that too, yeah. That um, too, yeah. And then I do want to talk about the, the pretty much the main story that happened on Monday Night Raw. But then, you know, going going the following day, Tuesday morning, it's being reported that Vince was, Vince was heavy on creative with this. He was making a lot of changes or whatever, and now people are like... It's so interesting how wrestling, like, the wrestling world changes, right? Because, like, 
in recent months, there's been a lot of heavy criticism on AEW, right? How, like, oh, AEW, they're just not there. WWE is, like, the end-all, be-all now. And then in a matter of, like, a couple of days, yeah. that complete is a completely different story now. Now it's yeah, right. like, oh, my God, Dynamite was great. Oh, Monday Night Raw was terrible. Like, it's yeah. just, like, it, it, wrestling changes like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, you were there live. What I do want to talk about is Brock and Cody, right? You know, we get this tease of a tag match that's going to be the main event, and then Brock, you know, pretty much turns on Cody, attacks Cody Rhodes, and now we don't even know what, what's next for Roman Reigns. We don't know where Roman Reigns is at anyway, and yeah. now we're going to get this Brock and Cody program. I know a lot of people felt like, oh, this has, like, you know, Vince all over it. You know, you're just burying Cody now. Brock's going right, to go right through him. This is what I will say, right? While I did not enjoy the episode of Monday Night Raw, what I will say is Cody's still going to remain hot, clearly. Yeah. You saw the reaction he got on Monday Night Raw. And I do feel like if this is just, like, kind of like just buying time to an eventual Roman Reigns rematch. Because who's to say? We don't know if we're going to get this rematch or not. But who's to say we're not going to get this rematch? If we're going to just use this program to to kind of just, you know, as like a, a placeholder before we get to a Roman rematch, let me tell you something. I think Brock Lesnar is the perfect opponent opponent for Cody because Brock Lesnar is going to get booed in this fucking feud. All right? Yeah. People were booing the shit out of Co uh, uh, Brock when he was beating down Cody. So Cody's going to be – he's going to have the full support behind him. Now, whether this match happens at Money in the Sand or happens in Backlash in Puerto Rico, I don't know when that's going to happen. But I don't hate the Cody-Brock program. Now, you was at Raw. Kind of give me your thoughts on, like, the feeling on the show. <laughs> Apparently, uh, people that were at the show did not enjoy the show either. So it wasn't just the TV yeah. viewer aspect either. Yeah, I mean, right after Mania, you just expect crazy things to happen. You expect call-ups, you expect that crazy moments, surprise returns, and that. Didn't really get much of anything. I mean, you got the Bad Bunny stuff, which was like whatever, um, and then you got the Brock thing. Something is most fishy with that match. When I looked at my phone, you know, they went to, uh, so Roman Reigns comes out, then they go to commercial break, and I'm looking at my phone, it's like, it's it's 52, right? So it's like the top of the hour now. Like, mm -hmm. it's like almost towards the top of the hour. I'm like, this match is literally going to be like, six minutes long seven minutes long whatever uh there's something weird about this like i'm starting to wonder if we were getting this match and dude i hate that bro i hate when they false advertise something all freaking night they, and they, don't deliver they, it man and vince. vince doesn't care he don't yeah, give vince a shit this care, is all yeah. vince he don't care right but i hate when they do that i i could have seen brock lesnar turning on cody rhodes coming a mile away I saw that coming, but I thought we were actually going to get the match, and then he was going to turn. I didn't think we were just going to get him to turn right before the bell even rings. That was surprising to me. Listen, they're not burying Cody Rhodes. They know what they have in Cody Rhodes. They know he's a star, so he's going to be just fine. He's not going to, like, drop down to the bottom of the card, and, you know, Brock's going to run through and this and that. I'm not worried about that. But, and I think, you know, fine. It's like Cody and Brock, that's a fine next program. But I just feel like, again, they did Cody so dirty that whole entire weekend. That was supposed to be his weekend, bro. Everybody's there to see Cody Rhodes. And you just completely, and again, I don't, I don't want to use the word buried because I just said he's not buried. But you know what I mean? Like, they just completely, like, ruined his WrestleMania, you know, by beating him with that stupid finish. And then they just had Brock Lesnar they... take the shit out of him for, like, ten straight minutes. To end the show on Monday. Like, you sent the fans home from WrestleMania weekend very unhappy. 
And again, I know that it's just it's part of the story or whatever. And again, Vince doesn't give a flying shit. Nope. You know, whether fans are happy or sad. He don't care. He's probably in the back laughing. Oh, oh, oh look at these guys with their neck tattoos. Fuck and their the fans. Night, nightmare logos. Oh, 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 let's have Brock run through this guy. He's probably laughing up a storm. I just feel like that was just not the way I would have ended WrestleMania weekend. Um, just not the way I pictured it. Not the way I thought it was going to go down. Uh, just, uh, like I said, just like now Cody's got to run through this gauntlet for the next year to get back to Roman. It seems like it's going to probably be next year's WrestleMania main event again. They're going to do like a John Cena rock S type of thing where you have it two years in a row. That, that seems like where it's going for me because, and I don't know if I'm reading into this too much, but in the opening segment with Paul Heyman, he's like, Oh, you don't get a rematch at uh, backlash. You don't get a rematch at SummerSlam. You don't get a rematch at Survivor Series. You don't get a rematch at the Rumble. And he never mentioned WrestleMania next year. Oh, shit. I don't know I if that's... Yo, I didn't I even pick up on that. Wow! I don't know why I picked up on that out of oh. all things. But I just feel like... But the, but what are they going to do? They're going to have the same story again. They're going to have Cody win the Rumble again. And they're going to have Cody face Roman again. So they're going to do essentially the same exact thing that they did this year next year just giving cody a little bit more adversity like i don't know man like i just like and we can't even we can't even do like the whole because the, the titles aren't still unified so we can't even do the whole thing where it's like oh well you know what cody's not gonna win the rumble he's gonna win the chamber of elimination right we can't even do that because the titles ain't even separated they're, they're still together well, right well yeah yeah right right that's what i'm saying and that's also going back to that's a good point too because this is all could have been avoided they could have gave cody his moment while also having roman retain if they just found a freaking way over the past year to separate these goddamn titles they had a year to figure out how to do it and so, they could not figure it out so life and then and then i know some people were speculating too because now it's like all speculation what could cody rose do it's like oh maybe he could win money in the bank and then cash in i'm like i don't want that to happen either mm-hmm. he doesn't need to like do a listen I'm not say, I'm not discrediting people that have one championship with Money in the Bank, but let's just be honest here. The Money in the Bank briefcase is a cheat code. It's not like RVD was like RVD and I think John Cena did it, where they actually ha- they cashed in in a match and was like, I'm cashing in my briefcase for a match at X, Y, and Z, right? But nine times out of ten, it's a cash in. It's pretty much a cheat code to win a championship. Yeah. I, Cody Rhodes can't do that. That's not no, Cody. That's that. not in Cody Rhodes' mo. Like it doesn't work that way. But man, I didn't even pick up on what you just said right now with the whole naming of the pay per views. But he never mentioned WrestleMania. So yeah. you mean to tell me we're I'm, gonna get the Tribal Chief in Philadelphia as as a thousand plus champion? It certainly seems. I mean, listen. At this point, Roman needs to go into WrestleMania next year as a champ. If he didn't lose it this year to Cody Rhodes, I don't see him dropping it at SummerSlam. To who? I don't see him dropping in Survivor Series. Again, wow. to who? Another I don't see him year, dropping in the Rumble bro. before Mania. To who? I feel like he's got to walk into Mania now as the champion. Another year of Roman. Oh, Why man. the hell not Yo, at this point? you know what? Why not? Because, like, listen, if I, I'm sure you picked up on this. Like, this, this win over Cody Rhodes, right, has, like, solidified even more heat on Roman. Like, because before, with, like, even, like, the bloodline storytelling and stuff, which, credit to WWE, especially with SmackDown, because SmackDown felt a little bit more Triple H, back to Triple H booking. It didn't feel like Vincey. But with the bloodline storytelling in the last year, you know, Roman Reigns was getting more of tweener reactions than necessarily heel, right? Now with what happened at Mania, oh, he's full-fledged heel at this point. There's no looking oh, back Oh, God, now. so, like, dude, when... um. They showed his graphic on the screen, you know, like before Raw, they played the opening. Yeah, um, yep. 
WrestleMania video yep. once they showed him holding up the titles. So many boos, bro. And when he came out, so many boos. I thought it was going to be a WrestleMania 33 Mania, uh, Raw after Mania type esque thing. Remember where they didn't yeah, even let him get a yeah, word yeah, in on the yeah. mic? But the crowd wasn't the crowd wasn't like nearly as hot as it was at, at that night. Um, but he got booed really, really bad. And like, I don't know if that's going to continue, um, or if people are going to just get over. Well, it. Well, listen, if he if like, he goes no. into if he goes into another year for as as champion, he's gonna he's gonna continue getting booed. I, I just don't yeah. see I don't see in a world where. He holds a title for another year and he gets cheered or like mixed reactions. There's no way that's not happening. I feel like I feel like I, I think the Cody win has solidified like the audience to the point where it was like, all right, we're getting tired of this shit now. We're, we want something new, and that's gonna further more. Now it's kind of it's kind of like, how can I put this? I, I'm gonna the best way to put it is like kind of compare it to boxing, and you'll kind of understand what I'm trying to say. When Mayweather was like at top, right? When Mayweather was in the top of the boxing world, people were paying these pay-per-views not to see Mayweather fight, but they were paying to see him lose. And I think that's the type of heat now Roman's going to get, where it's yep. like people are going to pay just to see him lose now. They don't want it. Yep. They don't want this. They don't want this reign to continue anymore. <laughs> well, this is where the reign gets interesting because again, I, I, and everybody else were so. They're so confident Cody was going over here. This is where it gets interesting because now it feels like the rain can end any day because you're mm-hmm. going to get over a, a thousand days. Yep. It's like, you know, in the past, and it's like, actually, you know, I thought he could have lost to Drew at um, Clash of the Castle last year. That was the only other time other than WrestleMania where I thought he had a chance to, to lose. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no shot he's losing to Sami Zayn. No shot he's losing to Kevin Owens, the Rumble. Um, now it's going to get interesting. Now it's like every match he has, it's like, well, he could lose, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um I don't know. Could could it be at SummerSlam after he passes a thousand days and get Cody and Roman at SummerSlam? Sure, but I don't know, man. I just feel like the moment of WrestleMania is just so much bigger than anything else. Also, like again, I guess it doesn't really matter. I look at at it this way when it's like one of my favorite guys or whatever. It's like I don't know. It's, he's gonna win the title in Detroit, Michigan at SummerSlam. Like, I, like it just seems like a ugh. Like, you know, why do you want to like? I don't know. Like for that, you might as well just do it in Philly next year. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's even worse. Yeah, that might be even worse. Dude, Hollywood, Los Angeles, the bright lights. It just felt perfect, right? It and was now perfect, bro. he's going to win the perfect. championship in like 40 degree weather in Philadelphia. Yeah, in dirty Philly or in dirt in, or in crime ridden Detroit. Oh, like, it's, God. Those are the only options at this point. So it sucks, man. It really does. Ugh. What a, an opportunity. I could, I could tell you, I could, I could legit tell that you're hurt by this. I could tell, yeah, man. Bro. I definitely, feel, I definitely felt some type of way for sure. I was, I even tweeted out. I said, "This is the most disappointed I've ever felt leaving a show." And I, I, I wow. literally, like I said, like I felt disappointed before leaving with like Roman winning or even like any other result. But man, I feel such a connection to Cody. It feels so silly, but like Cody's like my guy. Like, like you can even attest to that too. Yeah. Like everybody else I who's following him. Throughout the Indies, yeah. throughout the running Ring of Honor, throughout the running Bullet Club, throughout the uh, AEW, knowing what this means, he wants to win the title mm-hmm. uh, that, he, that his father never won. Man, like I feel a connection to Cody oh. more so than any like wrestler. Absolutely. At the moment. Listen, I, I've been on record. I'm not sure if I've ever said this on the show, but like even his theme song, his theme song, yeah. for whatever reason, I have. First of all, it's a great theme, right? But on top of that. I listen to that theme song, just listen to the lyrics. I, for whatever reason, I always think of my dad. I have a connection yeah. 
like with that with that record with that song when it comes to my dad and also Cody's another guy that lost his father so it's like yeah. we have that yeah, deeper right. connection yeah, there here, yeah. yeah you yeah, too Cody Ryan. is a great guy oh too. great guy fantastic human being like mm-hmm. top to bottom like the nicest guy you'll ever freaking meet like I don't know man it's just it's like it hurts I feel bro. like I've been on this ride with him and I feel like when he gets this crown moment it's gonna make him like me feel so good too because like I don't know, just such a perfect story, man. Like, nobody has the most perfect story like he does. Like, yeah, sure, when Edge came back, it's like, well, he relinquished the title and he's coming back to win the title that he never relinquished. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a great story in its own right. I don't feel that connection to Edge like I do to Cody. And also Edge had his is... also Edge had his moments. He had multiple moments. Cody yeah. still hasn't had He's the had moment. Yeah. He's he's had yeah. big moments. Let's not say that he hasn't had big moments, but he hasn't had that the moment and yeah. like i said lightning in the bottle can they get it twice i'm not sure man i really i'm, I'm not, not saying... sure hey we we could be sitting here next year after philadelphia after wrestlemania 40 and we could be saying wow last year at wrestlemania 39 when cody lost i was so stupid to feel the way i yeah. did because man the moment was worth the wait yeah we could be saying that but mm-hmm. there is no guarantee right that we could be saying that too okay let's uh let's um touch some quick uh other stuff that happened outside of the... Well, actually, one more last thing on WWE. What, what's your thoughts on this Endeavor deal real quick? And then Vince being back in power. And do you think what we got on Monday Night Raw, it was like a one-time deal only? Or do you think we're going to get more Vince influence on the WWE product? Because I did watch SmackDown on Friday, and I felt like SmackDown felt more like, okay, we're back to our regular yeah. scheduled program, right? Yeah. But who's to say that this guy doesn't show up tomorrow night at Monday Night Raw? Especially now right, that this right. guy is back in a position of power. Yeah. I'm not thinking, especially with that fucking child molester mustache that the man has now. Yeah. I don't think it's safe to say. He's like he's like a turd, right? He's like that turd when you take a shit and you see that little nugget come back. He always comes back. That's Vince McMahon. Yeah. yeah. Listen, the Endeavor deal, I think it's a great deal. I think this is best case scenario. I mean, they're merging... It's the same company uh, with the UFC, which I think is great. I mean, um, Dana White speaks very highly of the Endeavor deal. He says Endeavor is going to take WWE to the next level. I think it's the best case scenario, man. Anything's better than the Saudis, so um, it works out. I, I I don't mind it. I don't really know anything about it. I don't really see anything changing. The only thing I could see changing is when this deal with Peacock is done with NBC Universal. Oh yeah, back Endeavor to pay per views, baby. Charging for pay per views, yeah, and maybe like only the big ones, like Royal Rumbles, WrestleManias. If that's the case, whatever. That's not even the biggest deal uh, to me. You know, like you just grab a couple of friends, you split the cost. It's not really a big deal. Um, the Vince thing, you know, I don't want to say it's a one-time only thing because, like you said, he could show up whenever the hell he wants now, you know. Triple H is still in his position, so he still ha- is running the show. Vince does get final say, but I'm not going to jump the gun just yet and freak out and overreact. Because I don't know if Vince is ever going to get back into the position that he was where it's like permanent position. He may just jump in here and there when he feels like something's not going his way or whatever. I'm not going to jump the gun yet. I'm not going to okay. I'm not going to go freak out or anything. Um, I'm going to still watch and enjoy the product for what it is. Because like you said, SmackDown felt like a Triple H show. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the WWE draft, how it's going to change the course of the uh, WWE or whatever. I don't want to freak out just yet about Vince coming back. Well, let me let me tell you something. If, if especially because his Roman's still holding both titles, 
you you know what's going to be a Vince call if we're like, listen, with this WWE draft, we're going to crown a new champion, the WWE Intergalactical Championship. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wouldn't, wouldn't put up anything past this man, this guy. Uh, but yeah, SmackDown. Oh my God, it looks like he looks like. You guys remember back in the day, like, and you would see like this in cartoons or like old, like I'm talking about like black and white TV, like that villain that would tie up like the damsel in distress, like on the railroad tracks or whatever, like yeah, doing like yeah, a dastardly yeah. thing. That guy had yeah. like that mustache. That's what Vince McMahon looks like. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's a he looks like a scary human being right oh, now, man. God. Well, and dude, if he if he also does come back, man, I think there's gonna be some sort of locker room like. I don't know about ro- a revolt, but I think there's gonna be a lot of unhappy well, people, well, a lot of people asking for a right. release. So I just don't, I just don't see a realistic um, scenario where he comes back to being the way he was with full position of power. I just don't see it. Well, I don't know. I can't be so sure. I know he's gonna pop in here and there, but permanently, I can't see it because again, that would just bring morale down. Everything with Triple H has skyrocketed. They've been breaking records. Uh, viewership, merch sales, things like that have been off. The WWE product has never been this hot. I just don't see a scenario where Vince can come back into in, into the chair and just take everything back and go back to the way it was. I just don't see it. I could be wrong, though. So, appa- so apparently since Vince has been back in WWE, right, you know, whether you want to call it power or not, but even before this Endeavor deal, apparently they froze talent acquisitions. They haven't signed yeah. new talent, which yeah. explains why... We got my guy, the Switchblade, Jay White, in AEW. How WWE passes this up, it's like one of the biggest. Congratulations, you played yourself. Because Jay White was tailor-made for WWE. Now, I granted, money talks. And listen, I got excited to see my guy, Jay White. Especially when we saw him on the Night Raw. I'm like, hey, man, Jay White made the right decision. Because it's not looking good based on what I was judging, judging from Monday Night Raw. But right. still, I love Jay White, and I hope this doesn't happen. Like, to me, if I had the pen in AEW, I would have Jay White, like, it's cool the pairing with him and Juice. They could be associated, but I wouldn't necessarily make them a thing. If that's what they mm-hmm. want to do, it's okay. Like, listen, who's to say? It could be a, it could be a good thing, too. Listen, when Kenny Omega, his first year in AEW, he was paired up with the tag team with Hangman Page, okay? And that was great. So maybe we get some a similar version of that with Juice and Jay White. But for me, if I had the pen, I would have Jay White be the guy to dethrone Orange Cassidy for the international championship. And you have him go on a run with that. That's just me having the pen. Um, no, I, listen, Mario, he's got to face adversity first before he becomes champ, bro. It's just the way it works in wrestling. Got to face adversity. Yeah, a former world champion in New Japan. Been fucking running New Japan and... You know, <laughs> being one of the top stars in that promotion now, he's got to face adversity in AEW. But, no, um, I'm happy to see my guy Jay White. I'm curious to see if we're going to get, like, especially going into Forbidden Door, if we're going to get, like, a somewhat a Bullet Club Civil War, especially with some of the stuff that happened in Sakura Genesis, um, which I'll, I'll touch that on a little bit. But just overall, what's your thoughts on Jay White showing up in AEW? Hey, it's, it's great, man. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not going to get mad about Jay, Jay White being an AEW. I do think, uh, you know, I have my concerns about mm-hmm. how crowded the roster is and how he's going to be booked. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I think Tony knows what he's doing. He knows uh, what a guy like Jay White can do. Um, he knows better than anybody in WWE. I and mean, even Triple H. You know, I know Triple H, you know, has his finger on the pulse and what goes on outside. But Tony Khan obviously knows more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's going to be just fine uh, with Tony. I'm not surprised and i don't blame jay white for going there over wwe at this moment there's so much uncertainty yep. right now 
Um, I do think he would have fit better there yep. and was looking forward to seeing him there. But uh, yeah, no issues with him in AEW. I think it'll be just fine. And uh, like I said, I just hope he's booked the way he was as, as a top star. And it's going to be hard to do with how many top stars they have. That's my only concern. At least he still has his theme. There's that. Oh, his theme, his name, I mean, oh. everything. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's still Bullet Club. Yeah. It's just weird, too. That, like, I guess they had to do the whole thing where he leaves Japan because they really didn't know if he was going to go mm -hmm. to WWE or not. But now, essentially, being in, in AEW, he could go back to New Japan anytime he wants. So I, I do, I did think that was a little weird, too, where they did this whole story um, about him, like, leaving Japan, never being allowed back. But why can't he if he's in AEW, you know? So um, I guess they, they feared he was really going right. to go to WWE, but... We'll see what happens. All right, so Tony Khan does this thing where he always has these big announcements, but this one actually delivered. It was a huge yeah. announcement. It was a blockbuster of an announcement, okay? He announced the return of All In because he actually owns the name All In and is going to happen at Wembley Stadium in the UK. 90,000 people this venue fits. Um, I think, my opinion here, all right? I feel like if they get 40,000 or more, to me, is a win, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, uh, according to Meltzer, you know, he said that there's been 25,000 people that have already signed up for, like, you know, I guess, like, early, like, um, you know, like, notifications and, like, alerts when tickets go on sale or, like, pre-sale, whatever. So that's already a good sign. And it's also uh, an area in this world where they're, they want – wrestling content where where they they they're they're hungry for like wrestling shows especially like a major show like this and also in europe is very easy to travel to like different countries or whatever so listen um listen if they could if they could hit ninety thousand, I'm listen I, I hope they do right but to me realistically thinking here if they could do forty thousand plus i think is a win Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to sell that building out, but I mean, just them running it, they're very confident, obviously, in their ticket sales and how hot the product is, I guess. Um, it's crazy that they're running Wembley, man. I mean, right. this is a big freaking deal for them. Um, curious to see if they bring in like New Japan to help or whatever, um, you know, fill the seats or whatever. And, and, you know, maybe it's a New Japan AEW Super Show. Who the hell knows? The interesting thing is it's, it doesn't say pay-per-view. Right. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a cable TV or uh, this is where, streaming uh... for free. This, very interesting stuff, but I was very shocked, and um, yeah, I think it's a big freaking deal for them, for sure. So, it was very interesting about, because they chose their words very carefully with the announcement and also the press release they, 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 they put out on social media. They never said pay-per-view. There's a rumor going, out, going around that this week, uh, Warner Discovery is going to make a big announcement about their streaming uh, situation, right, with HBO Max, etc., right? There's a rumor because if you notice when they when they made this announcement on Dynamite, they mentioned Warner. So the rumor is this might be the first event they do on this new streaming service. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, who knows? We don't really. I mean, they didn't really say any anything else. Like they didn't really like explain too much info right. on it. So it's still like there's a lot of questions. Um, but yeah, I don't. It could, could be. I don't know. I mean, they're gonna do all out a week later. Too, I know apparently. that's nuts too. And then, I mean, and then the thing yeah. is too, like how you not broadcast all in. That's like it's. It, you have to broadcast this. Like how, how you, you not? How do you? How are you gonna do two pay per views weekends? Well, not pay per views, but big show weekends back to back, and build up matches for each show. I, I don't know how they're gonna do that, I bro. Think... I think. I think. I don't. I don't think they should do all out. I think they should do all in in place of that. It's just too. It's just too much at once. But I don't know. I guess I guess we're gonna have to see I, how they do it. 
but I was thinking about that too, and I, I feel like the, the way you do this, right, is like because then there's the rumor that all in might all out might be at the United Center in Chicago. They're gonna move from the Now Arena, which I think is a major win because they're gonna they're gonna sell they're they're gonna easily sell out the United Center. But yeah, like, yeah. I was thinking the way you book this is you promote this as all week, right, all week, and you kind of promote it as their version of WrestleMania, like legit, where it's like you'll have like kind of like the night one, night two scenario where you're building to, you know, these two shows where some matches will happen at n- night one, if you win, will, which is all in, and then other matches will happen all out. And then also I was thinking they should run a big angle in all in where it'll conclude at all out. Something like, and listen, this is completely different here, but you remember the Royal Rumble, the ending of the Royal Rumble, how the main event was great. But the bigger story coming out of the Royal Rumble was that ending, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know the 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 self destruction of the of the bloodline and Sami Zayn kind of like choosing sides, right? Yeah. If they run an angle like that to close out like all in, right? That eventually will conclude it all out. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I guess I didn't even think about that. I mean, that's very possible to do. I don't know. Good Who's luck just, to them. I don't right. know. It's gonna. It's gonna be. Well, I guess because if you know, if it's not a pay per view, that's okay. They're not asking for people's money two weekends in a row. So, like in terms of like pay per view buys and stuff like that, should be fine. I just don't. I mean, like I said, I just don't know how you can build two giant, massive cards back to back weekends. Like I said, that's why I said maybe you bring New Japan in to help. But well, that, that's another know. thing too. Like I feel like if you're gonna do an all in pay per view, I think you need to have the aesthetic of like the original all in, where you have not only New Japan but you have like a little bit of an impact element to it. You maybe you bring some luchadors from AAA into it. I feel like if you're gonna do all in, really do all in because that's what all in originally was, where it was like a mishmash of all these different promotions kind of joining one to present this super show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't really think about that, but I guess that's that could be the way to go. Yeah, I mean, uh, sure, Tony's already thinking about that. I mean, obviously, he thought about that yeah. when he booked this show so close to All Out Weekend. So, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I don't really know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what the main event is for that All In show, because the All In show has got to be bigger than All Out. It's got to be, you know, in terms of like building-wise. Like, it's yeah. got to be bigger. Yeah, because they're in Webley so Stadium. That's the, yeah, that's the thing. So, if you're going to do stuff at All In to set up All Out, it's kind of just like, well... It should be the other way around, you would think. You know, all out should be first and then all in. But obviously that's not the case. So yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. It should I, be interesting I, next few months, but I I was reading like speculation like online, like people spe- speculating like what matches could happen at Wembley and someone was like, yo, if there's any chance to bring Stadium Stampede, this would be the show to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like a live, like a live stadium stampede in front of like all these like thousands and thousands of people, people battling, hitting each other within the crowd and shit. You know, those UK fans are fucking nuts. I know. Yeah. Good for the UK too, man. Mm-hmm. They just definitely deserve something like this. I know they've been waiting for AEW for like four years now. So uh, yeah, good for them, man. I mean, that crowd's going to be on fire. That show is going to be crazy. They just, I mean, AEW's first stadium show, right? I mean, I don't really count grand slam. So yeah. um, that's going to be, that's going to be quite the scene, man. I can't wait to see how, how it, how it looks how it's booked and uh yeah and, and we'll see if we get an all-out announcement i mean i know anthony bowen said it but tony khan never confirmed it so i we'll see what they do man it's gonna be interesting for sure and i'm looking forward to seeing what the matches look like what the main event looks like i mean again i'm not saying you know i don't want to get into this because mm-hmm. i don't not want to talk to him about him but you gotta think man like tony's thinking about cm punk i mean come on 
bringing him back to sell out this freaking stadium, man. Know, Punk versus man. Omega or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm just saying. I know. Because I, I don't see any man. match that they could possibly put together that's right now, with their stars they have right now, that's bigger than that. I'll tell you what, CM man. CM Punk is just on another level in terms of star power. I'll tell you what, man. If they do bring CM Punk, like, if they announce it, I could see, like, the UK fans booing him, too. He'll be the heel. I could oh, see. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll yeah, be the heel going into Especially yeah. someone like Kenny Omega. Oh, forget it, bro. But when, whether they boom or not, they're going to pay to see him. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. Right. You know. All right. Uh, we're we're on the tail end, uh, Ryan, because I know you got some stuff to do. Um, Listen, Friday morning, go Friday, yeah, early, uh, late Friday night going into Saturday morning, uh, we got a big New Japan show, Sakura Genesis. Listen, I thought this show was fantastic. I thought it was a really, really good show. You got some really incredible matches there. You know, props to Mercedes Monet. She retained her IWGP uh, Women's Championship in a fantastic triple threat match. Um, all girls killed it. And now this is going to lead into this big stardom show that's happening. A lot. There's a lot of speculation that Mercedes might drop this title at the stardom show. I don't know who's to say. Maybe she signed a new deal. Maybe she's going to do some cross-promotion with AEW. Who's to say? We don't know. Especially with there's so much uncertainty going down in WWE. So I don't know if we're going to get a Sasha Banks return or not. Uh, one of my favorite matches that happened this night was Aussie Open versus um, uh, Goto and uh, Yoshihashi. Listen, I've crap on Yoshihashi all the time on the show. But that does not take away the fact that as a tag team, as a unit, they have been giving us incredible matches. But Aussie Open was the right team to go over. They should have won World Tag League last year. But this match was amazing, let me tell you. And Aussie Open captures the IWGP tag titles. And it was just, just a fantastic match. And going forward, I do not need to see Yoshihashi hold the championship ever again, all right? It's 2023. It should be a crime at this point. Um, Big angle happened with the Bullet Club, all right? You had this uh, six-man tag. It was uh, David Finley, ELP, and Kenta versus Tama Tonga, uh, Hukuleo, and Master Wado, all right? Bullet Club goes over, but there was a post-match beatdown. ELP out of nowhere, he was like the voice of reason telling David Finley and Kenta to calm down. David Finley gets into the face. They start brawling. Kenta tries to be the voice of reason only to turn on David Finley. Um, they turn on ELP, okay? ELP is out of Bullet Club now. Um, it's very curious because especially what was going to happen, happening in stateside, right? You kind of see this partnering between Juice Robinson and Jay White claiming they're still Bullet Club. There's a lot of speculation that maybe ELP might join this. I don't know what's going to happen here. Maybe ELP just is full-fledged like New Japan now, like, you know, representing no stable, especially because he's getting a lot of, like, acknowledgement from the crowd. I'm very interested on in where this angle is going to lead to, though. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've given you my thoughts on Bullet Club, man. I just could care less about any of this stuff that's going on. The crowd was invested, really though. Let me tell you, you know, the, you know, Japanese crowds—they're very, yeah, very picky yeah. on I mean, what they, what they're vocal on, right? Because it's a completely different demographic from here. But listen, they were into this po this post-match angle, very into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure they were, and you know, that's obviously Bullet Club happened there, so they they have a connection to it, of course. It's you know, it's very, you know close to the heart with Japanese fans and stuff. But I don't know, man, I just don't care about anything Bullet Club related. I, to me, it's just not Bullet Club anymore. I mean, even, you know, Jay White left. It's just not, it's just not, I mean, you always have people turning left and right, new members. I just feel like it's just, I've given you my thoughts on this show. You're, I feel like you're, you're, you're like, is that you're not for and the rubble era. I'm, I'm so done with all of it. I, you know, yeah, if ELP comes over to AEW side of it, that's cool. That's fine. But like, you're over. I don't know. to me, to me, I'm just over it. Yeah. I don't care to see, 
the Bullet Club name or the, the style. I just, I don't care about it anymore. To me, it holds no, it just holds no, like, stature. Like, there's no, like, it's just not held high to, to a high standard anymore in my, in my eyes, so... All right, let's end on a happy note, cause, cause clearly you're 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 over Bullet Club. You're upset about the I'm Cody just... loss. You're just you're just you're just a mess right now. And I get it, uh, Ryan. I totally get it. I understand. But let's end on a happy note, right? WWE didn't give us what we wanted, but you know who came through, and that's New Japan, baby. They finally gave Sonata his moment. He defeated Okada in the main event in a fantastic match. I added this match to my list, and man. Sonata's finally the guy. He's not a back a background player anymore. He's world champion. I, I've been calling this for years. I'm like, Sonata's a superstar. Yeah. He has superstar written all over him. It only took him leaving LIJ, joining this random group of just five guys, and he's over as fuck at this point, and he's world champion, bro. <laughs> finally. It's about time. I mean... Little too late, yeah. But I mean, hey, as long as they gave him the moment, I'm happy for him. Listen, I've been saying it for months. New Japan, there's nothing going on in New Japan right now. There's, it's just not hot. It's not exciting. I don't watch it. I have New Japan where I, I don't watch it. I didn't even watch this show yet. I don't even know if I'll, I'll ever even get to it, to be honest. But I said to you, I said, this is Sonata's time. He won the New Japan Cup. This is the time. Okada does not need to be the champion right nope. now. There is no reason for Okada to be a champion right now. There's literally no reason. So I'm glad they finally pulled the trigger. Now let this guy go on a freaking run. Yep. Let him hold it till Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe he retains it at Wrestle Kingdom. Let him have a run with this now. Let somebody else take the ball. Mm-hmm. Love Okada. Love Okada. He even tweeted out afterwards he needs some new scenery. I completely agree. Do something else. Keep this guy out of the title picture for right now. They have other stars like Sonata. They have other guys Climbing up the ranks. Shingo Takagi should have had a longer run with the belt, in my opinion. They have the guys. They just need to be confident in them. Mm -hmm. So let's not take the ball and run with it. I... Apparently, this new stable with the five guys is working out. Yo, great for him. it's so he over, died. bro. Like, yo, the crowd, it's, it's crazy. Because when you look at these five characters, you're like, what the hell is this mishmash of people? But, bro, they are over as fuck. They're getting all of them. Not just Sonata. Sonata obviously added another layer to it, maybe even added more popularity to the stable. But they're over. Yo, the crowd is behind the Just Five Guys stable. And Sonata right now, it's like you you mentioned something about like, hey, maybe maybe it's been a little bit too late for it. But listen, they finally gave him the ball. And listen, the crowd is just embracing this guy so much. Like, listen, and and you can even tell like in his pictures, bro, like every picture he's – they, they, they take it from him. He looks generally fucking happy. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't be happy for the dude, man. I've been I've been a fan of his for years. I've been calling for this to happen. I mean, time and time again, you know, he's been freaking, you know, in G1 finals. He's been taking Okada to the limit in numerous matches over the years. I mean, I, that's why I probably won't even, like, go back and watch this. Like, I'm sure it was a great match. Amazing man, match, bro. Amazing match. The amount of times match. I've seen Sonata and Okada wrestle, man. I mean, I could, I could count it on both both fingers. Um I'm just so happy for the dude. They finally did it, and uh, congrats to him, and, and let him take the ball and run with it now. And like I said, between that, between him winning the belt with Mossy Open New Champs, you got uh, Sasha, Mercedes Monet doing her thing there. Okay, those are three things now that make New Japan instantly exciting and, to watch. And you got the Rebel Era, baby. <laughs> and Yeah, and then you got whatever the Bullet Club shenanigans <laughs> are, which, again, no interest for me in it whatsoever. I just I don't care. 
<laughs> I'm just busting your balls because I know you get so like fuck that shit. Rebel uh, yeah, era, baby. David so I, I wake up to see all the results and I'm like, oh, this guy got kicked out of Bullet Club. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, just fuck, burn this shit to the ground already. Damn, Ryan, you know, that's it. Something Ryan. else, you know, Suzuki Goon. That's what thing. Suzuki Goon is gone. No longer a thing. Why can't Bullet Club be gone? And why can't they call it something else? Please, you're killing the Bullet Club name. You're killing the foundation. The foundation is wrapped. Literally. Like, when you look back at Bullet Club, it's going to be... Because uh, it's dragging out for so long. It's like when The Undertaker was kept going and going and going. You're just going to remember the later years when he just couldn't go anymore and he looked yeah. like shit in the ring. Oh, this yeah. is the version... I'm just going to be thinking about these jabrones in Bullet Club running this shit roughshod. And I'm not even going to remember the good old days with, with uh, you know... <laughs> Uh, Finn Balor, you know, Prince David. AJ. AJ, Kenny Omega. AJ, I'm not going to think about the good Jay old days. I'm thinking about this version, this Walmart version of the Bullet Club. Adam Cole, the Young Bucks. Oh, man, the great, the great terrible, era. Man, it's terrible. The golden era. The golden era Bullet Club. Yeah. And now yeah. we're in the Rebel feel era. feels so long already because these freaking jabrons have been running the show for far too long. You know what? I'm gonna, I think I already know what's going to be the next reel, all right? I, it's going to be Ryan going on a Bullet Club rant. <laughs> I love it. There you it. go. There you go. All right, dude. It, it's, been a, it's been a long show, man, but we, we, I think we covered everything that we needed to cover. Um, yeah. Producer Lou, thank you so much for filling in for Leo, dude. You're, you're the fucking man, bro. Yeah, Lou, I hope you enjoyed us rambling and ranting and <laughs> for two and a half hours, whatever long it's been. Uh, no, I, I yeah, it was. this was quite the show. I haven't watched wrestling for a while, so it was nice to catch up on like the day-to-day -day stuff. Thank you, Lou. You're the fucking man, bro. You're the fucking man. Yeah, hashtag, appreciate you. Hashtag blame Leo. Ryan, give me your plugs in. All right, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Uh, God, I'm so behind on those stuff. I suck at that's the social media thing sometimes, but I need to tweet out some mania pics and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, follow me on there. I, I promise, I swear, to, I'll get to it. Um, give us a follow on there if you haven't already. All right, you can follow me at Rated R since 87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, YouTube. We're still trying to revamp our YouTube. Our YouTube looks like shit right now, but, you know, Slow and steady wins the race. Is that the saying? Yeah. How the saying goes, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show, iTunes, iCloud. You want to be fancy? Apple Podcasts, Tune Line, Mesclab, RoastRadio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it. For the old man that's not here, for our Double Ryan Radar, for Producer Lou, I am yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep it Radar, and stay too sweet.